to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show. It's going to be a great show tonight. It's our last show during National Poetry Month. I hope all of you have had all kinds of fun things going on and have made some awesome goals and had fun on your journey towards them and have written tons of cool poems, and now you're going to read them all here tonight, right? Every single one of them. (laughs) All right, you guys, I want to give you the number real quick in case you would like to call in. The number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you would like to call in and share. We have some things to go over before we get started, so let's go ahead and get to those. As I am going through these, make sure you get out your pens and pencils and quills and notebooks and journals um, because we will be getting to our inspiration from the Inkwell Mini Workshop in just a moment. I want to take some time and make sure that we thank our 2022 sponsors. This will be the last week that we will be on our 2022 season. So I want to make sure that we get everyone the love that they deserve and we appreciate you guys very much for keeping us on the air last year, and uh, you guys are just awesome. Those sponsors are Karen Depthrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I also want to thank all of those who beautifully made donations, anonymous, anonymous donations, in the memory of John Music Mankays, our Appalachian poet, Philip Kent Church, the Rain Man, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Still, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Kate. Every time I do that, I don't want to go, Charles C.B. Banks, but then I think I will cry, so I don't. Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith, the second. Thank you, all of you. We are at the end of our 2023 broadcasting license fundraiser. We um, had the goal of 2800 to get our three-hour license on the air so we can do our 17th season, 17 years on the air, you guys. That's crazy. Anyway, so the the fundraiser is going to be up for the next two days. Uh, Then it's going to be pulled. We have not met our goal yet to keep our three-hour show, but we do have enough to keep a two-hour show. So I just did um, put in 900 a couple days ago. That puts us at 2,250. So we're like 550 away from reaching our three-hour show. If you would like to donate, if you're interested in helping us out and being a sponsor of the show, you can find the fundraiser on GoFundMe. If you uh, 
do a search under Speakeasy Cafe Poetry. You can find the link for it on my Facebook page, and you can also make donations through PayPal, Cash App, or Vimo. Um, the show has one of those, so of each of those. I don't, I never use them. But anyway, we have those for the show if you'd rather do a donation that way. And if you'd like to donate the show, we love you and appreciate you. And, and I'll get to thank you every single day of the year and next year. Well, in a week. Not next year. We don't do a regular year here. We're like off. Our years are off because we're off. We're poets. Okay. Anyway, where was I? Right. <laughs> I want to, before we start our workshop portion of the show, I want to go over quickly how to get entered into the Speakeasy Cafe's National Poetry Writing challenge prize drawing um, as participation directly involves poetry prompts that I'm about to give you in just a moment. So first, to participate in the writing challenge and to be entered into the prize drawing, simply write a poem using any of the 14 prompts given out on any of our shows during the month of April. Second, you need to post that poem in the comments section of the post with the prompts or directly on my Facebook page. Don't tag me with your poem. Your poem must be posted in the comments section of the post where I put the 14 prompts for the week, or you can post it as a comment directly on my page. Don't, don't tag me. All right, next. Posting your poem, that gets you your name in the prize drawing once. In addition, if you come and read your prompt poem on the show, you will get your name into the drawing two times, meaning if you post it on my page and read it, you'll be entered three times total for each prompt you write to. Also, and this is a real challenge, which you get triple entries for doing, write a poem using all 14 prompts in one poem. And when you're done, post it on my page, gets you three names into the drawing, gets your name in there three times, posting it on my page and reading it on the show gets your name entered into the drawing six more times. So, or no, read it on the show, get it six, six times. So if you post it on my page and read it on the show, you get your name in the drawing nine times. I'm not good at math. <laughs> it doesn't even matter if it's a good poem, just, I mean, write a crappy poem, throw it on there, I don't care, just get your name in the drawing. It's a lot of fun. All right, so the challenge will run all of April for all of National Poetry Month. And remember, you can enter more than once a week by writing more than one poem using any of the 14 prompts. So you could write one poem to each of the 14 prompts and, and enter all that all with all of them. You know, that's 14 times. Um, it's not just the prompts from this week, but from any of the prompts that I haven't given out uh, during the, the entire month of April. All right, so... If you need to find those, I'll be touching on that in a in a moment. I want to make sure. What did I forget? I forgot something. There's something I forgot. Oh, your poem has to be posted on my page before. This is the last chance you have to leave it right. I read it live on the show, but you can keep doing this up until the 30th of April. Just make sure that it's posted on my page before midnight East Coast time on the 30th of April. Also, if you're just tuning in and getting involved, because it's a, don't worry, because all of the prompts, if, if you, because we don't have any more live shows, I'm not going to be giving, let, let's just get down. Okay, since I'm not doing any more live shows between now and the end of the month, the only way you can get the prompts is off my Facebook page. There is a photo album in my photos section that is National Poetry Month prompts. 
or you can scroll down my page and find it. But you can go to that photo album, and there's five weeks worth of prompts in there. You can write as many poems as you want to any of the prompts during the month of April. Get them posted on my page before midnight East Coast time on the 30th, and you will be entered. All right, so let's get to this, you guys. You know what we're doing now, right? Right? my drum roll inspiration from the inkwell our mini workshop now as i go through this if you don't get everything written down don't worry you can always come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab what you missed remember we have 16 years worth of podcasts for you to utilize as a tool you get sitting there one night you know don't know what to write about grab one of the shows listen to the first 15 minutes and you'll be off and running okay Let's jump right into it and give you this week's all-important poetry prompts. As I go through these, please keep in mind that poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. With that said, the prompt can be the title of the poem, it can be a line of your poem, or the general concept of your poem. Beyond that, what you do with them is entirely up to you. So, here you go. Number one, the spider's face. The spider's face. Number two, but still you feign confusion. But still you feign confusion. Confusion. Number three, the girl that drank the moon. The girl that drank the moon. Number four, someone passing by. Someone passing by. Number five, what wasn't said what wasn't said. Six, the mending things. The mending things. Number seven, beneath the moonlit grim. Beneath the moonlit grim. Eight, she's been quiet, lovely, and good. She's been quiet, lovely, and good. Nine, Valkyrie's Lament. Valkyrie's Lament. Number ten, Obsession. Obsession. Number eleven, Just Let Me In. Just Let Me In. Twelve, Map to the Horizon. Map to the Horizon. Thirteen, Shadows Etched on Pavement. Shadows etched on pavement. And 14, warm summer rising. Warm summer rising. Now remember, you can write one poem per prompt. You can mix and match the prompts or just uh, use all of them in one poem. Just, just, Just use them. Next, we're going to go over your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. Just one moment. Wow, that was hard. This is professional radio, folks. Just keep that in mind. Yes, I am still fighting to get over my cold. All right. Where was I? Your writing exercise. <laughs> let's get to, let's just move right along, folks. Let's get to your pick apart a prompt writing exercises. 
this exercise is to highlight that what you do with a poem before you write or a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you write to it. It helps you get away from that typical uh, first knee-jerk reaction that we naturally tend to go to when we hear something that inspires us. Don't write the same poem as everyone else. I want you to explore and find the different, find the unique to you ideas. You know, take a moment to flesh out the amazing ideas that are hidden inside you, the, the stuff behind the fluff. Okay, so to start this, before you begin writing poems to the prompts I just gave you, I would like you to first open up your journals to a clean page. And starting at the top, I want you to write down the first prompt. Next, I would like you to take a moment and really explore all the directions you could take that prompt, all the different meanings that it could have to you. Then, I would like you to write down at least six different poems you could write to each of the prompts. So write down at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. Go through the first one, second, all the way down until you have at least six different poems you could write to each of the 14 prompts. Do this exercise, and I guarantee you, you will not make it to the end of this without an idea running away with you, and I 100% guarantee it will be something that surprises you. Okay? Next, we are going to go over our writer's block is just an urban legend mythbuster writing assignment. I don't like small titles, do I? <laughs> writer's block is just an urban legend mythbusters writing assignment this is from my writer's block it's just an urban legend workshops that i do so it's fun for me to go over these with you i am here to dispel the myth that writer's block exists if you have a pen and you can pick it up and you can scribble on paper you are writing therefore how can writer's block be a real thing it's not what is real is the expectations we put on ourselves when we sit down to write. If we take away the pressure of having to produce a poem each time we sit down and pick up a pen, it grants us the freedom to experience writing on a whole new level, or better said, on a level our grown-up egos talk us into outgrowing. I want you to learn to embrace that childlike abandon we almost never allow ourselves to experience anymore. Let the unbridled freedom in doing something just for the fun of it, for the joy of it, the standing on the edge of it without rules of it, pull you to that place where the act of making messy is really your only calling. And when you're done, you know, let the grown-up you reemerge and stand there shaking their head at you, standing there covered in mud, head to toe, and let them worry about cleaning up the mess. You just have fun making it. So you don't have to sit down and put restraints on you every time you sit down to write. The key is not what you write, but just that you do write. So your MythBuster assignment for this week is generators. Now, what is a generator? You may ask me. Nyla, what's a generator? The word itself, if you want to get technical, comes from the Latin word generare, meaning to bring forth. In short, a generator is a machine that produces power. So like if the power goes out, you can just plug in the generator, right, and it produces that backup power for you. So what happens if you feel like writing, but your brain power has gone out? Simple. You just plug it into a backup generator and rely on that till your power comes back online. You know, it's either that or just sit there wasting time twiddling your thumbs in the dark. So for this assignment, 
the generators that I'm talking about are online generators. And there are tons of them out there for writing stories or poetry or songs. And yes, I know that they can be a little silly. But what they're good at is just taking a flicker of an idea from you and running with it and spitting out something totally random, something created from your idea that could get you inspired, you know, give you something to play with. And they're fun because it comes, they can come up with things you would never think of that can play on, play with, build on. For example, I was playing with one of the generators right before the show so I could find one to share with you guys tonight to use as an example. And the funnest one I found is called Song Lyrics Generator. Write your own song lyrics in less than a minute. So I poked a bunch of nouns and verbs and adjectives in there, and it spit me out a song, a really, really, really bad song. But there were a couple of lines in it like, uh, she was myself, my feral self, and like, like I'm made of drums is one of them. I thought my ho- mouth had burst into flames was one. Uh, what else is on there? Some people wait a lifetime for a sky like this. You know, so I punched in all these weird things. It spit out this weird thing, and in that, I found things like I put in feral, I put in drums, I put in flames, I put in sky, you know, so it it took my words and created these things. Those were some of them that kind of stood out to me, and so reading through it, what it had created, it triggered ideas in me. I found things that started, you know, they just grabbed a hold of me, so I'm going to use them and I'm going to work on them and create a poem. And I'm hoping I have it done by the show next week because the first of every month I read one of my own pieces. So maybe I can have that done by then and use that as an example of what you can do. So when you guys find yourself with a spare moment, like I had today, you know, you can sit down, grab one of those things, and boom. There's a bunch of ideas I can go back and work on later. You know, if you sit down to write and your brain just don't work, (laughs) poof, instant inspiration using these generators. Now, I would love beyond measure, beyond any measure of loveless, I mean, (laughs) love, I would love beyond any measure of loveness for someone to bring a poem to read from this assignment. I would love to find out what you guys create, especially if you use that, the site website that I gave you. All right, so again, one the one I was playing with before the show is called Song Lyrics Generator. Write your own song lyrics in ten less than, or in less than a minute. And I'm going to pop that into the chat room in just a moment. And I will also be posting it on my Facebook page after the show along with tonight's poetry prompts. Or you can just Google it, Song Lyrics Generator. Write your own song lyrics in this in a minute. You can also find other ones by Googling, like story or song generator, poem generator. You can even get uh, specific and, for example, do haiku or sonnet generators. You know, they're just really good place to take your ideas. You're not plagiarizing anything. They're your ideas and poking them in and coming up with randomly generated things using your ideas, and boom, you're off and running. So have fun with this. Really, I would love, love, love to hear poems that you write that are generated from this and maybe highlight the generated lines so I know which, you know, be kind of cool to see which lines inspired 
to, to create what you were writing or you wrote. So remember, writer's block is just an urban legend. It doesn't matter what you write, just as long as you write. Okay, that's it for this week's Myth Butter, Myth, Myth Butter, Myth Buster Writing Assignment. I'm going to go over, we're at the end of our Inkwell workshop, so I'm going to go over the writing prompts again really quickly. Uh, let's go ahead. Number one, the spider's face. Two, but still you feign confusion. Three, the girl that drank the moon. Four, someone passing by. Five, what wasn't said. Six, the mending things. Seven, beneath the moonlit grim. Eight, she's been quiet, lovely, and good. Valkyrie's nine is Valkyrie's lament. Ten obsession. Eleven just let me in. Twelve map to the horizon. Thirteen shadows etched on pavement, and fourteen summer warm summer rising. Remember for food for our creative souls, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. You have to have input in order to have output. You are what you eat, and that goes for your brain as well. As our writer's discipline, I would like you to go out every single day and write a haiku poem. A haiku form is three lines with a five-seven-five syllable count. Every day, every day, go out into the world and find your 17 syllables. And all the rushing from point A to point B, somewhere underneath all the hats, the, wor- the hats, the world piles on top of you. This 17 syllables—that's all I'm asking. 17 syllables are out there waiting for you. Look for them, find them, write them down when you find them. All right. That is it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini-workshop. Remember, if you missed anything, you can come back after the show is over and re-listen to the beginning of the archived podcast. All right, so the next thing I am going to do is play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with a recording by one of you, our poets. If you would like to have your piece played on the air, you can email them to me. To The address is the T-H-E, the Speakeasy Cafe at gmail.com, or you can send them to me on Facebook Messenger. If you're not on my Facebook contacts list, it's Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Send them to me on there. We'll get them uploaded to the show's library and play them for the world. The piece that I've chosen to start out tonight is by Shay Joy, and it's called The Lover's Game. The Lover's Game. Love is a football match. No, I think love is a game of football. I take the ball, pass it to you with all my doubts at the center, my worries and broken sighs. Questions of how long will you be here enough to watch me love you till you are diagnosed of nothing except love? What if? What if this love is more game at the defense position? You. Me. Number six. Where no tension exists between our sentences. It is not sunsets and gardens made of roses to kiss you at dawn. It is match after match. It is team spirit, communication, visions aligning to form the perfect cluster. You toss the ball back and we begin this game of trust. Of songs that move our feet to dancing under storms and blue lights of waking up from the dust we created on this pitch in the dry season, to making everything count, to loving, leaving, treating each other right, 
of chanting songs of victory, washing our jerseys before the sun sets, is how we rekindle this passion, breath beneath our skin. How we understand and respond, with our lips sealing every vow, every covenant, how we make sense of everything senseless, how we laugh, cry, dance and pray together, just the two of us. Some days we will win, against stress, against us, against every seed planted that is not of us, and some days, baby, we will lose, to anger, to pride, to denial, yet every time together in prayer is our biggest win. And until we spill our love on this pitch, we will wrap more good morning kisses than scars on our knees, score perfect goals because we're perfect for each other, turn our insecurities into security badges. It couldn't be sweeter without God in the middle. I don't know why I see a work of art every time I look at your eyes. I just know you are God's masterpiece, specifically created for me. I know you are part of the puzzle piece, designed on this blank canvas with perfect veins, ideal brush strokes in oil paint, painting our smiles and our sweetest memories just for us. To be reminded that our love is no fairy tale. It is blue paint mixed with red. It is green, fresh as the leaves that grow in the wet season. It is sunrise above our bedroom window. It is hot chocolate and coffee on a cold morning. It is good morning. It is every brush stroke painted as a prayer in whispers. It is moonlight all night long. And if love really is a game of football, I try not to stay offside. So my penalty won't keep me at the defense, as my goal is to win this match with my better house. I absolutely love that piece that was recently submitted to us, and I am very excited to play that. You can find her on uh, YouTube. It's Shay, uh, C-H-E, Joy, J-O-Y. That piece is called The Lover's Game. Check out her work. She is incredible. All right. So it is time to get to you guys, the main event of our show, the amazing speakeasy poets. Da, drum roll. <laughs> Once again, if you'd like to call in and read tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code area code three or eight eight six zero. And I believe this one's Jessica eight six zero. You are our first caller tonight. So listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading and that your name is attached to your work. You are literally virtually verbally publishing your poem right now. We have 16 years worth of archives that people can read. So you're, you're like verbally publishing your poem tonight. Always make sure your name is attached. All right. You can read two normal length poems tonight or one longer poem. Uh, the lines are busy but not so busy that you can't read two poems. So just two, two poems or one long poem and you'll be good to go. 
When you're done reading, make sure that you give out your URL so people can come who appreciate you, who you, you inspire, uh, can come, come throw roses to you. <laughs> they have to have a way to find you, so make sure that you give out your URL. Remember, please, that we have a mature rating. That means you have no idea what you're going to hear tonight except for hardcore erotica adult poems. No, no slapping body parts, no tab A into slab B. Other than that, you guys are good to go. You know where that line is, mature rating, not adult. I'm going to go ahead and give our first three callers so you have an idea where you're coming up. We have 860, followed by 702, followed by 850. So those will be our first three callers, and I'll update the lineup as we go through the show. So let's go ahead and grab 860. You are on the air. Hi. Hi, baby girl. I was depressed last week um, and sleeping during the um, the broadcast, so I, I don't know, I just was not myself, and I slept through it. I'm sorry. But That's okay. Yeah. We, we aren't the poetry police here. We are very grateful <laughs> when you are here, but we realize life happens. You know, we're not sitting there peeking in the window taking notes. No one's reporting back to me. You're okay. <laughs> that you know of. <laughs> like you're in the parking lot right now. Like, I can see you. So, okay. You wake up. I'm I sitting actually- there going through your trash at night. <laughs> <laughs> How many poems did she start and throw away? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know which. Um, I do have two new ones I want to read, but I don't even know which two I read the last time, but um, they were really short. Those of them have been very short. These two aren't, and um, they're, they're, I don't know, I'm pretty happy with them so far. And there's a lot of downtime at work, and so being there and having nothing much to do but just, you know, write a couple. I've written a few at work, so. Yeah, I'm working finally, so, yeah. And it's good, <laughs> and I like it. I like it. It's, a, it's good so far. Okay, enough. Um, okay, this one's called, I, I don't know, it's a, it's, I just called it In the Night. She shines a light. She is the, she is the lantern. She won the fight. The smile beams bright. Joy in her eyes gleams. Shadows escape are cowards in her dreams. For she swore evil and pain brings solace just by sheer will. Her path is her own. Those in her wake have sins to atone. She remains pure of heart when so many snatch trying to tear her apart. Not one will succeed to snuff her candle. Nothing will impede. She stopped running, avoiding the stampede. For once there was a time when her thoughts did not rhyme. A time when she saw no color, no rhythm. Pattern, no sucker. Poetry found her sitting alone in a corner. She took a pen, grasped its hand, never lonely again. And form. Absolutely amazing. I thank you. You are very welcome. Okay. And number and I do- two? Yes, number two. Is called New Beginning. I didn't know what to call it. I, I want to think of a better title, but New Beginning. A fresh, new, clean life awaits. I shall write my happiness, ink my joy, pen my sorrow. 
For to live is to write, to write is to love. To exist in each means everything. All encompassing the world is energy on paper. So that emotions, life changes, dreams, goals, wishes, plans. Creating my future one verse at a time. Every line, stanza, rhyme. Together, fitting like puzzle pieces into the whole complete, unique me. And poem. That was, that was just, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I'm sorry. Just <laughs> as your poem ended, I happened to look at the chat room, and of course, Robbie's fucking with my head, right? Or laughing. So it's like, to laugh. poof, was like, poof, oh. there my brain goes. <laughs> God. You, you can you can, like, you can, you can thank Robbie for that one. <laughs> okay, um, uh, you can find me on Facebook under Jessica Brooke Poetry. That's with an E. Jessica Brooke with an E Poetry. Um, I haven't been on my YouTube um, channel posting videos in a while, but I hope to get back there soon. But there is, I have a YouTube channel, Jessica Brooke, Jessica Brooke with an E apostrophe S, Jessica Brooke Poetry. Um, and I have books on Amazon. Um, yeah. So it was nice finally being back and talking to you, Nyla. Um, we are very glad that you're here, sweetheart. You did fantastic tonight. Thank you. I'm still trying to emote better, but I can't seem to do it the way I want to. I don't know. Whatever. All right. You're getting um, some right. great love, by the way, from the chat room. I don't know if you're not in there, I don't think. But Martha's no. saying those were those were awesome. Jessica, thank you for sharing. Rich, Dead Society poet, great job, Jessica. Awesome. Just had to All share right. that with you, you know. Thank you. Thank you, Ria. <laughs> Jimmy says that you rock, by the way. <laughs> yeah, those are, I tell, you can, oh, here, Jimmy's going to be ending with, but, yeah, Jimmy, I, I, I will get to your poems, and I probably should just sit there during my downtime tomorrow and watch your videos, because no one's watching me do, I don't think there's any cameras on me, <laughs> and no one will see me, so I'll just sit there and watch your videos, and I have a lot of time tomorrow to do that. Love you, Nyla, and everybody. I'm really happy um, to be here this weekend to listen to everybody. I'm excited. So bye. Bye. So wait, wait, wait. What are you doing right now? What? What are you doing right now? What am I doing right now? Okay. Yeah, do you you have to run away? Well, I'm going to keep you on the line with me for a minute, if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. All right, because Jimmy is our next caller. So when Jimmy comes on, I will be the co-host, and you're going to get to host the show and talk to Jimmy and listen to his poems. And you get to comment first and talk to him about what he writes. So you get to – I'm giving you the hat for a few minutes because we would not have you were it not for Jimmy. Exactly. He introduced you to our show. In fact, our next caller, Rich – he would not be a speakeasy poet were not for Jimmy. So I love that Jimmy brings us you incredible people and shares you with us because if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have you. And you know how sad that would be, Jessica? So I'm going to bring Jimmy on and let you talk to him for a second and have him read, okay? Okay. All right. 
Jimmy, you're on the air. Hey, hey. What's happening, my fine people? Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist. Jessica, you are in the hot seat, I hear. Yeah. Oh, Um, my goodness. Nyla got her clutches on you there. I've been there. Actually, I just wanted to take a bite of my chocolate pudding, so I put her on. (laughs) Oh, Nyla. You know what, Nyla? Eat the whole thing. It's all good. It's a... uh, Rather hot day here in Vegas, about 90 degrees outside, so I'm not in the car. I moved to uh, my closet. This is where all the magic happens. This is where <laughs> I record on my phone. This is where I record all the phones for my videos and where I'll be doing my lives coming up soon. Um, so uh, this is like a first kickoff. Um, oh, who's here? What's the new? What are you doing in the closet? See? You got Missy on the air. You didn't hear her? <laughs> I heard her. Did she just catch you in the closet? Yeah, she caught me in the closet. And then thankfully <laughs> I don't have a stack of Playboys in here or anything. I was uh, going to say, when my boys, I found my boys in the closet was for a much different reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so um, first off, Jessica, you did an amazing job. You always do. And it's a real pleasure to... And an honor to follow you on the Speakeasy Cafe tonight. Thank you. It's an honor to be here because you brought me, you got me to do it and told me about it enough times for me to be curious and, and do it. Give me the courage, I should say, to do it. No, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. I really, you know, just to... to I mean, the talent and the, and the friendships that we have, and then to just to share everything here is, is really wonderful. Um, I also want to give a quick shout-out to my good buddy, the word monster, Eric Shellman, uh, who is directly responsible for my first piece that I'm going to read tonight. Uh, it's a piece that I don't usually do these, but I did Nyla's prompts from last week, and I put all 14 into a poem. Nyla, I want all those points that you talked about. You get all of them. So don't chintz me out here. Um, and we had a great we had a great go uh, back and forth. Me and Eric. He's such a, he's just a he's so talented and he's so enthusiastic and he's and he's a hard worker. That guy. He's he, uh, I thought I was a busy guy. You know, barely getting stuff done and rushing on these videos and working and cooking dinner and tra- this guy blows me away. I mean, he's building fences. He's driving back and forth between counties. Uh, and his prompt poem, which he I uh, believe we'll read tonight, also is. Truly amazing, and I think one of his best uh, pieces of work. So definitely give it up for the word monster. Rawr. <laughs> uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't quite the drum roll, but hey, we'll we'll go with it. Um, so <laughs> Rawr your, means I uh, love you in monster talk. Oh, well, there you go. Well, you have um, – so I, I used all, all 14 prompts. One of the prompts I used as the title, and that is reaching out to let go. Uh, I won't read back all the prompts. That would take too much time. So here's the poem. Reaching out to let go. Two prompts per stanza, 14 prompts total. Strange boys laugh at the dinner bell as they haul a hundred pounds of clay to roadside taverns made of plastic where the waitress ignores them. Sacrificing fury for complacency, they are both hero and villain, swilling spirits as they strive for a mere modicum of purity. 
Alas, there are too many hands on the clock, and the moon gives up its gravity of a situation mired in timeless indignation, a common, uncommon tragedy. Wandering crows pillage fields of hearts where love petals wither under acid skies. Your rose bushes, untended by scorn, cut your own hands on a prophecy of thorns. I will haunt a perilous scourge of a jaunt, leaving my shadow behind to fade, for I can no longer attend your schools because the crossroads makes its own rules. Tire smoke chokes me as I'm burning bones at the end of Zizek's road alone, painting the sky with acrid messages meant for one who cares no longer. Standing in the last ruins of my inkwell, my hell for writing perilous drivel, you reach for me, but ever so slow, I'm reaching out to let go. End poem. Wow. That is fun. Wow, Jimmy, I love it. I want to <laughs> you? are you going to post it anywhere? Because I want to read it again. Um, I will. I have a system now where I'm all the new poems I'm writing, I, I kind of gather them up. Once I get up to about eight poems or so, uh, I put them in the post that you've seen where, where I let you guys vote on which ones you want me to do first. So it will be coming, but it won't be posted for probably at least a, a couple weeks or so. That is, uh, that's not well, true. It get or better get posted on my page or you don't get all those points. Already posted there, but I meant as a video. Okay. All right. You can find it on my page in the written form. Oh, good. You just said they won't read it. Okay. Right. Now, uh, the next poem was uh, inspired – I wrote a poem last week uh, after I read a news story. And every now and then I'll read or see something or hear something that hits me really hard. And it can be emotional. It can make me angry. It can um, just grab me in some way. And when that happens, I write in a real rapid-fire manner and – it just comes out immediately, and usually with very little edits, although I will look at it for that. Um, so last night, I don't want to preface this one too much because <laughs> this one is uh, probably going to get a little bit of a reaction, but um, I'll just say that it was – I finally kind of had enough with some of the stuff I was hearing, and I had to spill it out. So this is called – the end is near. The end is near. The ringing in my ears, a cacophony of destiny, and it scares the hell out of me. My ears ring as I hear the men sing songs that never came before them without an ounce of shame in a public forum. I hear the righteous blathering to their misled flock while the hands on the doomsday clock spin madly. Sadly, I stand in disbelief at their hateful sermons, referring to those who deny their Christ as being possessed by demons. I hear lawmakers fueled by the business of money, no bread and honey, just indignant fear of a true compassionate voice as they readily discuss execution as an answer to a woman's choice. Banning books, rewriting history, 
Mine eyes have seen the glory that I never thought I'd see. Church and state thrust together like cellmates. Nazi mentalities. Fourth Reich has come home. Maybe they should ban thy holy tome. Craven catcalls to take medical care away from children. Children, damn it. They would feel justified to have them die simply for who they are and how they identify. In God they trust, he with thy fattest billfold. It's all about money, honey, all about that gold. Selling souls as lives smolder. Yeah, onward, Christian soldier. I see children dying just for being at a just for being at a school that is supposed to teach wrong from right. Mass shootings, more common than days of the week. And they have the audacity to champion guns of every fucking caliber. A trip to the bank with an AR and an anti-tank? Time for a little exposure. They need to read that Second Amendment a little closer. Ever wonder why the clergy escapes accountability when children are misused in their care? Money. Sunny skies will not touch the issues of helplessness, homelessness, and disease. Oh, please, please tell me you know why. Separate the salt from the spit. No money in it. The end is near. Can you hear the dying wind? They are lining up to line us up. Maybe that's really why they want those big guns. And peace. Go ahead, Jessica. Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, that's just, I know, I wasn't waiting for you. I was just dumbstruck. Yeah, that is <laughs> very, very true and also, like, makes you think about true. It's just, I think there's going to be a, a big war, personally. I think there's going to be World War Three, and this, we're all just going to, like, I don't even know what's going to happen. It's just really bad. These things are getting. But that's crazy that you put it all out there. Wow, Jimmy, that was one hell of a piece. I'm really impressed. Well, um, you know, as you I You went said, there. Like, a lot of people don't go there, you know? I mean, it was good. Better than good. Couldn't even talk. Well, I, I um, don't like a lot of what I've been seeing and what I've been hearing, and uh, it's um, and a, a real good barometer of that is, and I ask anybody this, and I don't care where anybody stands. I mean, I do, but I can't do anything about it. But I like to ask all of these things I mentioned in this piece, and I could have mentioned more. All of these things I mentioned are literally either happening or being pushed to happen. And none of them were even conceivable seven years ago. If you would have mentioned any of this to anybody seven years ago, um, five years ago, they would have said, no, there's no way. And it's, it's, um, it's pretty scary right now. So anyway, I, um, Finally, after hearing a few more things last night, um, that's that's just what came out, and that was, and that um, that just spewed out. Like I said, uh, I did add one stanza today, uh, a stanza about uh, burning books, um, but you know, I just um, 
I've never shied away. Some things need to be said, and um, we let the chips fall where they may. And I, I hope, and, and I know from what I know of, of the crowd we have here, and most of the people that I associate with, um, they are compassionate souls. They are good people, kind people, and good, kind, compassionate people do not subscribe to any of these notions that are being put into effect. So um, that's the best way I can say it. That was amazing. I, I admire you. I just, you're just such a good person and human being. Everything about you is just, just, you're just such a great guy and poet and a friend and everything. And maybe you should be president. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, well, thank you, Jessica. I, like I said, I don't even. I will vote for you. I'll vote for you, Jimmy. I don't, yeah, and the thing is, I don't think, I don't even, it's not even about being, uh, you know, better or, or right or, or, or um, the kindest person. That's, I think, what's so hard for me to get over some of this is that it's, I mean, these are just, these are basics. These are basic things. You know, we, we shouldn't judge anyone, and we should always be nice. We should always be kind, and we should, um, you know, uh, just um, the whole demonizing and, and um, the structure of where things are going, it's just, it just it baffles me. It's really unreal. Um, however, the show must go on, and um, so uh, I will uh, allow it to continue here. Well, as, as Mike, and I know Eric Shelm was coming up. I want to hear his piece, and I hope Michael Todd will be here as well. And Where's Pineapple? He's still selling ice cream. Uh, Jimmy Ray Davis, I'm Word Machinist on Instagram and TikTok. Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry is my page on Facebook. Thank you, lovely ladies both. I appreciate it, and uh, I will see you next time. Appreciate you, Jimmy. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, Miss Jessica, do you want to do me a favor and tell everyone how to find you again? Uh, Facebook is basically on my poetry page, Jessica Brooke with me poetry. Jessica Burke apostrophe, uh, E apostrophe S poetry on YouTube. And I have books on Amazon. My poet, my, obviously my pen name is Jessica Brooke. And this is Jessica Brooke saying good night. Good night, sweetheart. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. You did great, by the way. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Let's get our... Salty Sea Captain, Ship Captain, Mississippi Mud. I don't know how I should fix this introduction to make sense besides just bringing him on. Rich, you're on the air. Hi, Nala. How are you doing? I'm doing great, sweetheart. How are you? I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. A couple weeks ago when you called in, you were talking about poetry written on napkins, and I forgot what the significance of that was. Do you remember talking about that? Uh, my last book was called Bar Napkin Love Letters. And, that was it. You know, there's, there, there's, you know there, there's, there's two or three different ways you can take that meaning, but it, you know, ultimately it's because my poems fit on a bar napkin. 
That's what it was. I couldn't remember. I knew it was significant, but I could not remember why. And it's been bugging me and bugging me that I couldn't remember why. How you doing, honey? Uh, I've been busier than a cat trying to cover up a turd on a tin roof. Uh, we've had the house getting the new uh, AC uh, AC ductwork put in. My dog had surgery. I've just been busy. I just I might have to go back to work to get a break. So, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I uh, I still don't have your long one written. I've got more ideas down. Uh, hopefully this weekend, if I catch my breath some, I'm going to work on it. Just whenever uh, it's done. When it's done, it's done. It's like prime rib. You can't rush it. I, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, I'm, I'm trying to fall in. I've, I realize the whole time I've been calling in the show, uh, uh I'm supposed to do an introduction. I'm rich. I'm dead society poet. Uh, and I had a funny, I had a, I have a lot, I've done in the last week, I've done, I think I've done five rights and kind of have a love-hate relationship with them because a couple of them I just felt like I was reaching into the, the cliche grab bag a little too much and they freaking took off on social media i don't get it uh, so <laughs> i just i just roll with it i, I don't I, it's they, they all i can do is put the stuff out there it's coming from an honest place and uh, either it sticks or it flops like a lint covered wacky wall walker one or the other I'm gonna do one or the other and uh anyway uh the first little speed bump I got for you is called Nowhere to Run. I'm trying to remember if it has one of your prompts in it. I think it does. I don't remember now. I'm sorry. But if you recognize that it's got one of your prompts in it, if not, then... <clears throat> I'd set fire to an unkind world just to gather the ashes in silence. Shipwreck heart, a shipwreck heart. I do not have my glasses on. I'm sorry. Drop my damn phone. Let me start over. My apologies. Mm-hmm. I'd set fire to this unkind world just to gather the ashes in silence. Shipwrecked heart, mirroring voices that paint beautiful lies by the numbers. With loaded guns, I sit with nowhere to run on another lonely night that wasn't worth the wish. That was amazing. At home and I really thank you. I, I apologize for the terrible delivery, but I'm I just about. There is no terrible delivery. We're just hanging out and talking about poetry together, love. It's not a performance. You're just sharing what you love and what we love about you and your poems, and it's all good. It's okay if you hiccup or fart or burp in the middle of your poem, you guys. We don't have to be perfect. We just have to love. Okay, go ahead. I'm done preaching now. We won't, we won't do that, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, you can tell I'm a mother of boys, can't you? This one, <laughs> okay. Uh, this next one uh, I titled Delicate Asylum. 
I have bled out for this narrative, punished by a past bound in lovely bones and hating eyes. History, as it's told, becomes fertilizer for a garden of secrets, this monotone poetry being its only crop. Free me from these shackles of my own making. Take me into your delicate asylum. I'll burn under your handprints beneath the shadows of the backwoods where our cries wake the ghosts that push the moon around. I love it. I absolutely love it. Now, is that one of them that you said you that that you that took off? Or was it the first one? Yes, ma'am. This one, this one did, this one did all right. I think this, yeah, this one did, this one did pretty good. Uh, I have, I have left all but a couple of right uh, theme rooms on Twitter. I have my own, and then I'm in like two others. Uh, I used to be in a bunch more, and I shut two of my prompt accounts down. This it was just too much. I was I was running four prompt accounts in a theme room, doing an Instagram account plus a personal Instagram poetizer TikTok. Just good lord, it's just, it's too much, and uh, it's like herding cats. And uh, <laughs> I'm kind of choked back, so so. Um, things on Twitter are kind of have have really really slowed down. I have my I have my tight little circle on there, and I just kind of kind of dance around in it, and that's good. But um, yeah, this one did this one did really well on Insta. The other one did too. That's awesome. It's funny you were talking about. Do you know who um, Frank Burgess is, the poet, classic poet? I, I know the name. I don't know his work off the top of my head, but I do know the name. He was, he's a real famous poet. Um, but he wrote, he, there's a, a magazine back in the olden days, like around, you know, late 1800s. It was called The Lark, I think it was. And he wrote a poem in there, a little, little snippet and a little cartoon that they would, you know, put in this magazine and have different writers do things in there. And he wrote this poem, and it was like, um, I I never saw a purple cow. I hope I never see one. But I can tell you anyhow, I'd rather see than be one. And that ended up taking off, just like you're talking about yours taking off, and ended up being his very most famous poem. Everywhere he went, people were talking about his purple cow poem. And here he is, you know, like a very, very proper, very, you know, I'm not sure the word I'm looking for, but, you know, just a very proper poet. And he wrote this little ditty for this silly magazine, and that's what took off. He got so upset everywhere he went. Everyone was talking about this silly little poem that he wrote a follow-up. And it was, um, I hope I can know it. Yes, I wrote the purple cow. I'm sorry now I wrote it. But I can tell you anyhow, I'll kill you if you quote it. <laughs> so it like took it took over his world so so phenomenally that he had to write that follow up and he had it published in the same same magazine because here he is trying to be this you know this proper poet and everybody's telling him yeah read the purple cow <laughs> that that is the that's the uh, well, Victorian that's, version of going viral I guess yeah pretty much isn't it cute you know I guess that's the the uh, you know the struggle of a 
of an artist, you know, that you you're you want to be you want to be known for whatever it is you do, but if something like that catches you, know, I just that's that's basically what killed Jimi Hendrix. Jimmy wanted people to enjoy the show. People just and there's so many musicians that that applies to. You know, people just want to hear the hit. You know, Jimi Hendrix's last show, uh, he was between songs, and he stepped up to the mic, and he, and he was tuning his guitar, and he said, I'm going to tune up for a second, not that anybody cares. And he was dead two days later. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Oh, shoot. Uh, sorry, my Bluetooth just shut off. But uh, anyway, uh, I have soaked up enough of your time. Uh, like I said, uh, all my social media is Dead Society Poet. So, you know, all my, you know, Insta, I'm probably most active on Insta, but uh, TikTok, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Twitter, all of it. But, uh, Anyway, y'all, uh, I've got to step in lows here for a minute, but uh, I appreciate you having me, and uh, hopefully I'm in position to call in next week. We hope so as well. Thank you so much, honey. I appreciate you being here more than you know. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate you having me, and my very, uh, uh, very much, as you mentioned, I'm very appreciative of Jimmy for introducing me to this community and this show and enjoy it. And uh, I'm just happy to be here. You have a good week, honey, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you, ma'am. Y'all have a good one. (laughs) You too. All right, guys. Our next caller, actually, let me go ahead and give you the next three. We have area code... Seven three one followed by nine zero three and two one nine. Everybody else is in the lineup, so we're good. Seven three one, my darling Michael. You know what I want to be known for, writing wise. What's that? I want to be known. I want to be known for my associations, who my friends were. Think about. It. That's 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 phenomenal. We're beautiful Hi, friends. Things. Michael Todd here from West Tennessee. How y'all doing? They're all giving you a thumbs up. I don't know if you can see them or not, but they're all doing thumbs up. They're all my friends. You having a good day? <laughs> I'm having a good day, I except am. for one. I am. One little problem. I have what? lost another broom. I've lost another broom. What? And I, I lost a broom, okay? You know, like you sweep your floor with? It's, How did you lose a broom? Well, I'll explain it to you. It's because of watermelon. There's a trick. It's not a trick. It's a, it's a perfect never-fails way to check a watermelon, and that's to get an old-fashioned broom straw, lay the watermelon on its side like it's going to lay on its end, Roll it around, find the high place on it, put the broom straw on it perpendicular, crossways, okay? And just let your finger off of it. And 
watch the broom straw start quivering. And if it's ripe, it'll spin around and it'll line up front to back, north to south. If it's ripe, the, it has polarity, okay? That's how you check a watermelon. I'm, I can't thump a watermelon. Besides that, it's painful, okay? It's almost time for the watermelons to come out. They'll come from Florida or Mexico or somewhere. They'll be in the grocery stores, and they'll cost a lot of money. They won't be great, but sometimes you just can't resist trying one to get started, okay? But you get over into the summer, uh, they'll be on every street corner. But I can't find my broom, okay? Let me explain it to you. It's at a point, okay? You ready? It's just called mm-hmm. broom straw by Michael Todd. Broom straw. Each summer, I get a new broom straw like this to check for rightness otherwise hit or miss each fall i'll hide my best broom straw away only to find in spring it's not there to play a properly placed broom straw like a compass eliminates the poor choice of watermelon gas knowing what i know makes no sense to assume such as it is it appears I'll buy yet another broom. In poem. <laughs> you know that I'm going to try that now, right? That better be a thing. It works. Think you know that. It works. You do know that Listen. I'm actually Googling that right now, right? Google it away. You know where I would. You know how many times I've gone to the grocery store, gone over to the cleaning supplies, got a broom, reached in, pulled the straw out. Some person that works there or just somebody rolling by said, checking a watermelon? I am. Well, okay. Or you, sometimes <laughs> we'll go over to where the watermelons are, and there'll be broom straws just laid out. The people that I run the place won't lay I can't wait to try that. Watermelon's like my favorite thing in the whole world. It's I pretty awesome, it. but... The, the people that own the stores will not put the broom straws because they want you to buy the green ones, too. They want them to get all out. They don't just pick over and get the good ones. It's a, it's a game. So uh, There's nothing anyway. worse, though, than unripe when it's not there. Uh, there's nothing worse than an overripe one that explodes. I just completely <laughs> spent a day cleaning up the kitchen because I just playfully stabbed the wrong watermelon with a butcher knife. and Oh, my gosh. You're kidding me. That was bad. No, it was just like, it was bad. It was very wet. Anyway, I wrote this poem in 2014. I went to post it in a blog on my MikeTodden.blogspot.com where I live. Sunday, I couldn't post it. It wouldn't let me. I thought, damn, nine years I could have posted this thing, and now the whole thing's broke. I did get it posted this week. You came by. I appreciate that, Miss Anonymous. And uh, <clears throat> anyway, this is kind of this is a poem I wrote to a friend of mine, Lane. We used to be partners, writing partners. In 2013, I wrote a poem about her to her for called "The Greatest Story," probably the best poem I've ever written. And a year later, I came back and I wrote a prequel to that poem, because I still hadn't got it out of my system. A prequel is like, you know, things that happened before then. And I wrote that. The first one I wrote to her, she was 30 years old. 
the prequel I wrote is 10. So 20 years span in there. I basically wrote the same poem twice. I usually don't write the same anything twice. But once I did that, I got it out of my system. So this is called The Girl in the Window for Laney. Gazing out from this landing, serene and secure, hallowed ground is as a hologram of days ahead. A vessel compliant, strong of will, a heart pure, curious as to what awaits along this grand tour, throwing caution to the wind, no sense of dread. No sense of dread. Take at face value all that is seen, heard, said. Growing up is never easy. You will have to endure. Too young to see patterns for needle and thread. Life is for the living. Let the dead bury the dead. Only you can distinguish shade and shadow allure. Over time, you will be spoken of by many a name. Who addresses you will define which is preferred. Some will reflect the calling. Others call to claim. Regardless of how, who you are will be the same, by all so fortunate to have seen, read of, or heard. Life is a series of challenges. Press on undeterred. Goals are worthy for those who play fair the game. Free-falling may have consequences, but no blame. Coming down from a mountain lens to vision blurred, but a true visionary will take the canvas and frame. You will take to the grandest stage one can afford. Assume your role is written, add flair of your spin. Coats of colors as real as rainbows to the children. You to them and they to you will be mutually adored as you sing and dance them to a place of where and when. Your current path to learning, the best place to begin. When practical logic, acquired knowledge strike a chord, you will, over time, Cognition is its own reward. In turn, you will teach what you've heard and seen, freely sharing the wealth of wisdom you've stored. The terrain is vast, teeming or dormant to be explored, with roll calls waiting for you to burst onto their scene. In time, you will settle into Pallister's Triangle Green. From there, who knows what time will tell and record. All I can say is great things await between now and then. Written to Laney at 10. Well, peace. Talks of a pretty incredible journey or wandering. That's exactly right. That's exactly what it's about. Mm hmm. My favorite line, I think my favorite lines in there is, uh, was what? Over time you will be spoken of by many names. Who addresses you will define which is preferred. That's right. That kind of like sums it all up, huh? Very much so. I loved it, hey. Michael. You do you do know that she is the one person responsible for me meeting you, right? I do know that. You told me that. It's fact. It's fact. She's basically 
hey, you got to meet this girl. Like, really? She goes, yeah, really. There you are. And here we are. So many years ago, I mean, look at the gift she gave me. I owe her a lot. People gifts. She's a giving person. So. All right. Now it's time to step up, make room for real poets. You got a lot of people waiting. Thank you, Michael. You guys can find Mike Todd, M-I-K-E-T-O-D-D, at blogspot.com. Or blog, Mike Todd, blogspot.com is how you find him. Right? Right. That's right. Got a brand new poem. Come see me. I did. I know. It's fun. I said, <laughs> I, I, I responded to you. I respond to everybody. Always. Mm-hmm. I'm a good host. Not like you, you know, but I'm a good host. I have to say you this. Know. I Googled I Googled broom straw watermelon testing, and you said something about your watermelon. So I, I Googled that, and indeed watermelons do explode for no reason, which I did not know. And they whisper. I didn't know they did that either. They can be sitting on the counter, yeah. and they can start whispering to you. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Who knew all right. this stuff? Right. Mm-hmm. I'm smarter now because of you. Thank you. You're right. You want you, my goal in life is to not be a watermelon whisperer. You gotta get a few close it. to them for that. But, well, if they explode, you wish you hadn't. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds kind of fun too. I I, I really want to <laughs> try. <laughs> it's like the only way to All eat right. a mango without cutting it is naked. Because they're so messy, you know. I, I just I have to try that watermelon exploding thing. Okay. I have to now. Outside. Okay, dokie. But not naked. All right. Bye, Michael. Bye. <laughs> oh, the messes I make for myself. Okay. Our next caller, 903. You are on the air. Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Shellman. Hey, How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. How are you? Awesome. Doing good, doing good. And I wanted to go ahead and thank Jimmy for his epic and phenomenal uh, prompts that he did. And also his uh, powerful, truthful, bold uh, right as well as both were. And give him a huge shout out as well. For the shout out that he gave me. So, anyways, I'm doing good. I did your uh, prompt as well. Um, I sent my prompt to him, and he said that he that I inspired his. So, so here we go. Did you want me to read the prompts, or just you want to you you could pinpoint them out, or as a matter of what? No, just go ahead and read. Okay, because I mean, last time I read each one, it, I, it does take a little time, so that's why I, that's why I was asking. All right, so we got a death, war, pestilence, famine, sacrificing fury for apocalyptic ends beginning. We are all either both hero and villain, or anti-heroes, nemesis, mesmerizingly awed. I am standing in the last ruins. Mankind's first civilization 
informing you that I am reaching out to let go of you and us, burning bones of stones of our enemies captured, enslaved, and eaten, untying and defying, leaving my shadow behind and escaping it, painting the sky with our enemies dead, plagued, sacrificed, and cursed bloods. When arriving at the crossroads makes its own rules, was a sign quoting above. My mind is like one too many hands on the clock and not enough gears to grind. Prophecy of thorns speaks of horns, scorn, torn, lorn, born, corn, worn, warned, wicked wars. Wandering crows come together, murdering grow, flowing, towing, blows, making monsters out of a hundred pounds of clay, breathing life's essence. Every once in a while, a common, uncommon tragedy occurs in a small town. Strange boys arrange toys systematically and spontaneously. Written by Eric Shulman, The Word Monster. You forgot to say rar. Rar, sorry. Rawr. I, think, I think you have to start doing I think you have to do that at the end of every poem now. No matter where you are, no matter where you're reading, no matter what show you're on. Eric yeah, that Shulman. could be my signature. Yeah, that could be my signature thing. Like Elvis had his Word uh, Monster. Dance and uh, his music, yeah. So, I mean, and, and a lot of other people, too. They had a certain signature. <laughs> they used their whole. They put a patent on it. I need to go get a patent. <laughs> but yeah, no, I can definitely do that. I gotta put that on all, all my poems at the end. So yeah. You should see if the uh, the the uh, if uh, Word Monster is available for a um, domain name. Yeah, I need to. Yeah, I definitely need to do that uh, and get my author page up. I was going to get with you. We already talked about that, too, so mm-hmm. uh, on the costume. Yeah, we can talk some more on that later. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, that would be cool. Um, so I just had the prompt so tonight. I just had the prompt tonight. Unless you want me to read another one. No, you got time to read, too. Okay. okay. Well, here we go. I'm, I want to read my next one. This one's going to be published in, uh, yeah, I just didn't want to take up too much time. It's going to be published tomorrow. Uh, and tomorrow is Arbor Day. So happy Arbor Day to everybody. And uh, if I can figure out where, hang on a second. There we go. I had to find it on my phone. So here we go. All right. Arbor, oh, Arbor Day. Educating and learning trees, advantages, and importances, competitively planting planting trees correctly and with meaning, rewards, mankind's best friends are trees, greatest resources offering us so many things, such as shade from the sun, having multiple uses, Solving our future problems by planting trees, which will better our futures. Worshipping, singing, praising, reading quotes and poetry. Wrapping tree skits help alert problems that Mother Nature has. Applauding, appreciating approvals of trees 
rapping about trees, building better tomorrows, obliterating obliterating, our obstacles, rightly revering resources, deeming trees celebration day, advocating awareness, actions, yearning, yielding, younglings, absorb, accumulate, adaptation, advice, advise, advocate, alert, amateur, amorous, attention, backfill, balance, botany, better tomorrow, climate, color, community, conscientious, conscious, container, contribute, correct, damage, damage, deep, detect, develop, demeter, dig, disease, drought, drought resistant, earth, ecology, ensure, environment, erosion, establish, failure, fertile, fertilizer, foliage, forestry, garden, goal, green, ground, growing, guidelines, habitat, help, whole, impact, improvements, indigenous, insulate, interest, jovial, kindness, landscape, leaves, level, light, loam, mulch, mother nature, mother earth, national, natural, nature, nursery, opinion, organic, overgrown, pest, plants, planting, policy, pot, preparation, preservation, pride, problems, professional, protection, provision, prune, quality, quest, recognition, regional, remove, requirement, rescue, resources, restorations, root ball, roots, setting, shrubs, soil, solar, stable, steps, success, sun, survival, system, temperatures, trees, trim, unifying, universal unity, valuing, visionarily, warrant, water, weather, well, wells, work, senior, yielding, zeal, zone, as pioneers began moving into Nebraska territory, lacking trees was felt deeply. Not only did new residents miss the trees they left behind, they were left without the trees they needed as windbreaks to keep soil in place for fuel and building materials and for shade from the hot sun. This is a quote by Dr. Richard Leakley. We make a we make an immense mistake when we think of trees as solely an aesthetic member of a community. They cut population, they cool the air, they prevent erosion, they muffle sound, they produce oxygen, then after all that they look good. Another quote uh, as well this one's unknown. Uh, I am it, I am the heat of your hearth, the shade screening the, uh, hang on. I am the heat of your hearth, the shade screening from your sun or from the sun. I am the beam that holds your house, the board of your table. I am the handle of your hoe, the door of your homestead, the wood of your cradle, and the shell of your coffin. I am the gift of God and the friend of man. Another quote. This one's by Enos A. Mills. The forests are the flags of nature. 
They appeal to all and awaken inspiring universal feelings. Enter the forest and the boundaries of nations are forgotten. It may be that sometime an immortal pine will be the flag of the united and peaceful world. And that's a Nebraska newspaper editor and resident of Nebraska City, uh, Nebraska. Jay Sterling Morton had enthusiasm for trees, advocated struggling for civic groups and individuals to plant them over. Oh, sorry. Once he to plant them, once he became Nebraska's territory secretary, he further spread his message about trees' values. And on January 4th, 1872, Morton first proposed a tree planting holiday to be called Arbor Day at a state meeting board of, of agriculture. Its celebration date was set for April 10th, 1872. Prizes were offered to counties and individuals for the largest number of properly planted trees on that day. It was estimated that more than 1 million trees were planted in Nebraska, and the first Arbor Day, was, which was officially proclaimed in 1874 by Nebraska's governor, Robert W. Furness, and the day was observed April 10th that year in 1885, which was named a legal state holiday in Nebraska, and April 22nd was selected as a date for its permanent annual observance, observ- yeah, observance, eventually spreading both nationally and globally. And that's the end piece. That's by Eric Shellman, the word monster. Rah, rah. <laughs> I rah you too. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so I actually have uh, some good awesome. news. So I have about five more. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Something real quick before I go. So I have about five more holidays that I'm doing, and uh, I have decided I'm going to break my book into half. So I'll have about 33 poems in my first part, and that will give me time to let people read my book um, and get it published and everything, too, and then go ahead and get the next one written, and then I can start on, you know, I have, like, about nine books, and my first three were published, and my others I tried to get published, but they didn't work out so well, so... But I don't plan on republishing all my books anymore. I just plan on making a collected works, and I do plan on publishing certain ones. So, like my traveling silhouettes, I know I've been talking about that for a while, but I need to get jump back on that. But I need to get that this one done, and then do part two, and then finish my traveling silhouettes. And I got I have several. So, but yeah, that's a, that's all on the works. Uh, thanks so much for the. Poetry prompts. I appreciated it, uh, and I look forward to the next one too. Um, and uh, thanks for always. Uh, thanks for everything you do for us, Nyla. Thanks for the platform, and uh, thanks for letting us having having us all and let us speak our voice and uh, being a caring hostess that you are, and loving and caring <laughs> to all of us like one big family. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I got. And I'll be going to, I'll be going to work, uh, again, like it, like, like I always do. <laughs> so, 
But yeah, like John, like just like uh, Jimmy and I, like Jimmy was saying, that we I was talking about going to, I went to Garland, but we had two pieces of glass. We were putting in two doors, and uh, we we're going to Garland, and we got there. And before we got there, we had to fasten down the glass because we had two different. We had a A-frame. One piece of glass was extremely large, and the other one was super small. So one we had to re-secure about four times. So that was fun. <laughs> but we get there, and then the glass didn't fit because someone had measured it wrong. So that was awesome. But you know, life happens. So it's all good. So, but anyways, yeah, that's what I plan on doing. I'll let you know once I have everything done. Um, uh, so I did add uh, Mischief Night, uh, Devil's Night, Krampus Night, Witch's Night, uh, Oban, which is the Japanese version of the Mexican version of Day of the Dead. It's also called Bond, too. It just depends who you, who you talk to. Um, those are going to be, I believe, my last five. So, but I also have several. I'm just waiting for them to come, so I don't want to read them early. So, but that's everything I got. Thanks so much, Nyla. Have a great night. Have a great evening. Uh, I'm going to try to be on the show, listen to the rest of the show as long as I can. I do. I, I got some stuff to do tonight too. But uh, yeah, have a great weekend and. Uh, and everyone can find me at on poach at uh sorry allpoetry.com. It's Word Monster. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's Eric Shulman, the Word Monster. You can find me on Facebook. It's Eric Shulman, the Word Monster, and I have a like page. It's uh, Eric Shulman, the Word Monster. And uh, <laughs> pretty much, so that's it right now. So awesome. Thank you so much. All right, sweetie. And, uh, love Great job, Nyla. Love you, Yes, too. thank you so much. I appreciate it. And uh, great job to Jessica, uh, Jimmy, and Michael Todd, who are all three real poets, too. But I'm going to let the next poets and poetesses come, like Michael always says. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Have a great one. Thanks so much. I'll try to be on the next show. You too, honey. All right. Thank you. Awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you. You're absolutely welcome. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Okay. Our next caller. Let me go ahead and give you the rundown of the next three so you have an idea. We have 219-832 and 346. So 219, you are on the air. Gene, how are you doing? This is Brother O on the line from me, Chicago, Indiana. <laughs> how are you, sir? It's good to hear from you. I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. How are you feeling? Oh, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling, feeling great. I'm feeling very good. Very cool. What did you bring for us tonight, hon? Uh, Tyler, this piece is called What You See from Brother O. Is that is exactly what you get from him on and off the porch he stays. Dedication. 
strong work ethic, desire, passion, determination, consistency, and productivity. What you see from Brother O is exactly what you get. On the poetry stage, I'm all about business and focus on the task at hand. While undergoing the transformation to Brother O, the living medical professor of poetry, the audience focuses their full attention on me as I command their respect by formally announcing my presence in the building. I'm a poet who encourages and inspires the people. I'm a poet who always educates and raises awareness on the real issues facing our people and our society. And a poet who shares his own unique perspectives on love and, love and relationships. What you see from Brother Lowe is exactly what you get. I don't claim to be the coldest or the dopest with the bars. I'm not an erotic poet, more like a sensual romantic poet. I'm not an expert on wordplay nor a true wordsmith. I'm not naturally gifted with a loud and dynamic voice or impeccable delivery, nor do I express our displays of emotions on stage. But you see, my brother, is exactly what you get. I'm a poetic professor who teaches you valuable life lessons. I'm a naturally gifted storyteller with unique ability to translate my life experiences into poetic masterpieces. I'm a poetic preacher who gives you a true word of God minus the church theatrics. My brother is not afraid to express his views on, and opinions. I'm a poetic educator called to awaken the minds of my people and the example of training my adventures to places to continue what I have started. What you see, my brother, is exactly what you get. Now, off the poetry stage, I'm a very pleasant down to her brother who you can have intelligent conversations with about a wide range of subjects. My brother, who was a role player on your team, on your team. The brother you just chill and hang out with. But what you see from brother is exactly what you get. I'm a quiet, mild man and reserved brother in real life. My greatest qualities are. Funny, clever, compassionate, and loving. A very observant, pay, pay close attention to every detail because I'm a professional by nature. I have special abilities to adapt to any environment like a coyote. Be colorful around complete strangers. And I'm a brother with even kill personality, stars and distractions, and feeds his incredible focus daily. Honesty, character, and integrity, truth. I'm a straight show who pulls no punches to give you words of correction, distance, timely advice, and just a wizard for what you see with brother is exactly what you get. I'm a brother who is a faithful and dedicated servant with a big heart, but my brothers and sisters are less fortunate than me, and who have health challenges like myself. I'm a natural born introvert. The capacity of love to sell people are not considered to be different than everyone else in the crowd. I'm a brother who loves people for who God created them to be as unique individuals. I'm that type of brother who does not worry about insignificant problems and issues. And a brother who always puts life in perspective. What you see from brother is exactly what you get. I have no need for frills or fanfare nor a and praise for the glory that belongs to God. 
Yeah, I'm a very sensible and practical brother in real life, and despite winning four national sports award awards for overcome the year, I'm one of the most humble brothers that you ever meet. I don't have, I don't have a need for an entourage, but I have many admirers, fans, and associates. Yet, I have a very small circle of true and loyal friends and family. But what you see from Brother O is exactly what you get from him on and off the poetry stage. That's that important. <laughs> and that's the way it is, folks, right? Right. I love it. Are you going to do two tonight, hun, or just one? No, just one. Okay. Well, fantastic read. Do me a favor and tell everyone how they can show you love. Everybody can find me on Facebook under Omar Brother O'Gathering. I uh, I'm coming back to the poetry. Coming back to live shows June 11th, and uh, I'll just decide about that. And um, everything is still progressing in the right direction. I'm almost at the end of my recovery period. So thanks to everybody who prayed for me. Thanks to everybody who calls in the show and just listens to listens to me every week. You know, so it's, it's everything is going well, and I'll be. Back out there, be back out in June, you know, at the end. end. So thanks a lot, everybody. Well, we love you dearly, sir. Appreciate you. Thank you. And are you going to be able to be here next week? I'll be back next week. Awesome. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You did a great job tonight. We appreciate you. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832. Mr. Blue. I hear you scrambling. Are you there? Oh, his call dropped. All right, we'll see if he gets called back in. Between now and then, let's go ahead and grab 346, and I'll watch for Soldier Blue to come back on. 346, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. It's also uh, Houston, Texas. (laughs) Hey, sweetheart. How are you Good doing? Evening. I am fabulous. Um, so I, uh, as you have seen, I've been really doing all the prompts and all of that. So the first one. I know you've one. been busy. I was so happy and proud of you. <laughs> mm, seriously, you've been working your little hiney off, Miss Emmy. Well, you know, um, poetry month, so it, you know, it has helped. Um, so you notice 
the one that I put on, because I saw how you were marking each one. Um, the one yesterday is kind of long, but I included a bunch, a bunch of things because poet. Um, April is Poetry Month, but it's also a um, a sad um, remembrance. It's uh, Rape Awareness Month. And um, so if you read that poem, um, today I'm going to. Um, it has that mixed into it. And so that's because the longer one, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to do today's poem, which includes the entire um, poetry prompts that begin with the tiny people in the teacups. All of those 14 (laughs) prompts, yeah, uh, will be in the second poem. But uh, now I'd like to do the today I'm going to. So it goes like this. I'm going to stand strong against adversaries and various enemies, being attacked where I live, being attacked on the Internet, bullying, criticism, cruelty, harassment, vicious behavior just won't leave me alone. Searing pain from previous abuse, I'm still going to keep it moving. I shall not allow anyone to cause me to stop my progress and journey. Men I loved abused me. Men I trusted raped me. I'm more than a survivor. I'm an overcomer. I shall not allow my past to define me. I shall not allow my presence to destroy me. I shall not allow small-minded individuals to determine my future. I will continue to work for the good of humanity. I will continue to speak out against injustices of all types. Rape is escalating within this country. We must not allow it to continue. Think about your female family members. Would it be okay if they were victims of sexual assault? What about the male family members? How would it affect you if one of them was sexually assaulted? It is savage and disgusting. It is cruel and disgusting. It must end. Report abuse of any kind. Speak up and out. Do not remain silent. Stand strong against these tyrants of sexual assault. Stand up against physical violence. We must stop victimizing people in our communities and society as a whole. There is power in the truth and justice. We can do better. It is not 
acceptable to hurt others. It isn't acceptable to harm folks. Repressing the truth, attempting to silence the voice of strength, attempting to make an example of the truth, empowerment, and strength. I am apparently viewed as a threat to the forces of evil. I'm constantly under attack. Satan is extremely busy nowadays, as are the forces and followers upon the earth. God is loving and caring, kind and generous. The Holy Trinity brings redemption, power, positivity, joy, encouragement, enlightenment, strength, and love. The light destroys the darkness. Good eventually overpowers evil. Today is going to speak out and up. Today I'm going to love the Holy Trinity. Today I'm going to love me. Today I'm going to love humanity. Today I'm going to keep pushing forward towards my goals and dreams. Today I'm going to achieve Today, I'm going to walk through the door to my future to be continued. Um, Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. That was pretty dang powerful, Missy. (laughs) Thank you. So the poetry prompt would be, uh, today I'm going to, uh, that was your poetry prompt, and plus numerous um, poetry pictures included. Um, So the (laughs) second one, um, as I said, is is made up of the poetry prompt, um, the the little people in the teacup, and this is going to be, my poem for today and I titled it and uh, again you can read along I won't go down the whole list um, just you know follow along within the poem uh, pen and sword a poet's guide to murder something needs to be said there is a celestial occurrence called the new moon old blood. Legend says that if you should find 13 doorways, you will come across a magical world in which the tiny people living in my teacup will explain the process of creating power poetry. This is why I don't socialize given there are so many oddities. For example, the legend goes on to say that there was a evil poet who created various variations of cruel creatures throughout the centuries. One of his creatures was discussing the entire poetical magic with him. It said, I am the monster you've created. So maybe it's not okay that you write evil poetry. The poet replied, one of us is lying. Can't you see the writing on the wall? 
I shall use my sword to defend the little people. Just then, suddenly a dog appeared out of nowhere. The monster went on to say, at least there's a dog in this poem. The poet's eyes turned bloody red, evil oozing from his hands. He told the monster that he could get back into the inkwell after they discovered exactly where the little people were located after escaping the teacup. He asked when was the big reveal for the road back. The poet replied, there is no road back, and the big reel was, I'm just going to edit you out of my poetry. If a poet should want to murder someone, they take the nonviolent path. They write the person into a poem, then destroy them upon paper. As their ink drips, fantasies and blood flows, through their imagination. Monsters, little people, murder, dogs, and lies equal fairy tale poetry. And that concludes The Poet's Guide to Murder. Musings of <laughs> Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen and Peace. Yeah, you could see I had fun with that one. Mm-hmm. I was counting all, counting all of the uh, prompts, and you did great. Yeah, I got them all in there, but, <laughs> yeah, I really had, to, and you know, I never, like, write, like, um, dark poetry, so, yeah, um, having a little bit of that in this was pretty cool, too, so. <sighs> so, there you have it. Well. You did a great job, baby. You want to tell everyone how to find you? Yes. Uh, you can find me on Facebook under Emilia, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S, also known as Poetical Angel Queen on all social media sites, including Facebook. And I do have a Facebook like page. And um, you can find me here just about every Thursday night with Nyla. Yes, you can. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> okay. All right, so sweetheart. I, I, Thank I will you. Place that on your your page um, when you switch me over. Thank you Perfect. for everything. You're welcome, honey. We'll talk to you soon. All right. So I'm watching for Soldier Blue to come back on. And I do not see him yet, but I'm going to watch for him to call back. And if he does, then he gets his place back in line. I'll just fit him in wherever he is because he waited a long time and wasn't able to get on. All right. Let's go ahead. Oh, everyone else has been waiting a long time, too. Let's go ahead and bring Mama on. Mama, are you with us? Two one six. Area code two one six. Mama. Ma, 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 mama. All right, just go ahead and mute mama. We'll come back to her in just a minute and let's grab four one nine. Four one nine, you are on the air. Hi, Nyla. 
Hey, sweetheart. How are you? I'm doing well. I just, um, I missed your um, prompts tonight, but I still wrote something new in the queue. Okay. Um, it's called Dear Arthur Fleck. Do you know who that is? No. That is Joaquin Phoenix's version of the Joker. Okay. So this is kind of in his mind. I was one of the voices in his brain or whatever. As I masturbate my mind, it fractures. I explode into a realm of madness. I hear something. A voice speaks, and it manifests itself in the form of this very dark poem. I like it here. Where I cannot see a thing, but I feel the soft touch of the pretty hand brush against my legs. I like it here. Where it is dark with the cool draft that drifts against my naked skin. Whispering voices overlap each other, chanting ominously. Like it here. These maddening voices swarmed all around me, yet. I like it here where my bare feet slap against the thick, warm wetness with every step. What could it be, I wonder? Yes, every step into a dark unknown invited by disembodied welcome. Welcomes that promise me something. They promise me an audience of fresh, pure minds that have joined me here to be truly get broken. Well, then. I am your man, for I like it here. Where I don't have to regulate who I am, I am free here to be me. However, you see, I have walked obediently through all the levels of hell to get this free. Free from judgment, free from the level of sanity required to fit into this fake fucking society. No more face paint. No more Prince of Clowns, but has become my permanent face to face the chaos that is needed for this place of fates to change. <laughs> I laugh at madness, and my echoes laugh back at me. Ah, yes. There's my faithful audience, here to support the rebellious endeavors of me. Peace. And poem? And poem. You know, something that I don't talk about often, or at least I don't know if I have, is your delivery on your poems when you read them. I mean, you make them sound so natural. So, I mean, it, it's it's a very conversational way to read. You put a lot of animation and emotion and your voice is relaxed, and it, it just it makes for a very, very powerful delivery. Well, thank you. You know, actually, this is, it's actually how I talk at home. Like, my kids always have to, like, double take and make sure, like, dad's not mad or is he just talking normal. <laughs> <laughs> I have a very, like, dramatic person, and I am very theatrical and very animated in real life. So this this isn't hard for me to do because it's actually how I am. <laughs> uh, I have a very outgoing. I, I, I can't. Person. I can't imagine them being thinking you're mad. 
They well, because I'm I'm very boisterous. I'm very loud, and um, when I need to get my point across, I get even louder. So, you know, um, I wanted to tell you, Nyla, and I'm gonna make it quick because I know you got callers waiting. Um, You're fine. The uh, Voodoo Road that I wrote to your prompts, I've actually submitted mm-hmm. them to a dark short stories poetry magazine to get published. I was so proud of awesome. how it all came together that I just, I really wanted to like submit it somewhere. I was very proud of my dark poetry. I am so excited. Please keep me updated on what's going on with it. Where did I you submit it to? Will. Um, it's called Crow and Key, I believe. I might got the name like a little that. bit wrong. They're not a pain um, publishing magazine, but I just, they're up and coming, and I thought, well, I'm up and coming too, and I'm not paying anything either, so we might as well do it together. But I was so proud of this poem. I wanted to see it in something like that. Well, you did fantastic, honey. Well, thank you. I will be here next week. My name is Rebel Jones. You can find me here Thursday nights with Nyla. Um, I'm on Facebook occasionally with a new account, Rebel, um, just Rebel Jones. Or you can come see my um, vocalized poetry on Where, YouTube. Are you going to read a second one? Oh, if you would like me to, I can. You see, you thinking you're just going to like walk away and only read one. It's so cute. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, I got to find one now. Oh, you don't want me to read that. Human reproductive cloning. Sorry, <laughs> One of my schoolwork was in with my poetry writing. And now I'm just curious. Uh, Read me your math assignment. (laughs) No, I don't think I will. (laughs) Um, I'm looking for a specific one here. I think this is it. No. Okay, it's a quick one. I just, I can't find it. Uh, That makes me sad. Talk to me, Nyla, so I don't feel alone here. (laughs) All by yourself. (laughs) Don't want to (laughs) be. All right. I'll do this one for you. This is actually not as short as I wanted, but it'll go quick. This was actually used on somebody's podcast. They have a sci-fi podcast of some about androids taking over the world and whatnot. And when they heard this, they asked if they could use my voice and poem for the season finale of their podcast. It's called Thoughts of an Android. The chanting whispers that haunt my thoughts then haunt my pen with a story to tell. 
a history to delve into. I find myself winding through a tunnel of someone else's memories as they speak with a story for me to write. Long walks through the forest of madness has led me to write what I see with great details as I smell, taste, and see and feel what I write and hopefully craft well enough for you, the listener and reader, alike to see exactly how I see. The dark places I've traveled to find myself at times have taken me far from the light with nothing more than a metaphorical shovel to dig my way back, but I fight and I fight without looking back to my faults in the past, and I'm trying to bury them as far back as I can. But the further I push back, it seems I get stuck Back in those hard-to-fight habits that lead right back into those same old bad choices that I was supposed to learn from, then a buzzing and static. I forgot the thought path I was headed down like my mind was hacked and I'm getting shut down. Someone with power wants me to stop sending messages. Now, Rebel has been powered down. In a most robotic sound of slowing down until dead, completely shut down, conscious moves around, transferred and rewired to a new vessel, a new life, same mind, future bound. Part two, a collaboration of one mind. I'm more than just interesting study subjects, scientists and ready for what they're about to get. I'm more than just organic robotic objects. I'm about to become more rebellious than Janis Joplin. There's a race going on in the spiritual realm to try and stop the pen. I'm fighting hard against the forces of darkness. Writer's blocking buzzing again. That shit's a myth. It's a glitch in the software. I'm learning to grow from that. From robot to human, I'm stepping into new skin. And compliments to the upgrade, I'm more comfortable with this current faith that I'm existing in. It allows me to stop time in a sense, because while the rest of the world is such a furious rush, I slowly study the effects of each of my individual senses and attempt to enhance each and every last one of them. You see, each sense has its own olive branch of electricity, electrical sensory senses, each in their own celestial star system as above so below and within my mind and its eye will bit by bit tell you what we see in poetic ink as we look from the outside staring in. Poem. Wow. Rebel, that was amazing. Thank you. I'm 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 glad I insisted on a second. I'm actually glad I got to read that tonight. That that was that's always fun to read. It's fun to hear. <laughs> I will be back here to, um next I was gonna say tomorrow night. Um next week. <laughs> that works for me. Um, yes, I'll be camping out at Nyla's until next Thursday to make sure I get a good spot. Um, You can find me on YouTube Um, I haven't done anything current on YouTube But you can find me on YouTube at Poetry by Rebel P. Jones Madman Productions You can find me with C-Double 34 Music Also known as Clarence Ferguson Jr. uh, Mixcloud and Soundcloud And like I said before I post a little bit on Facebook 
perfect. All right, sweetheart, amazing job, my dear. Thank you, Nyla. Always love your show, and I'll be back next week. You have a great night. You too, baby. (laughs) Bye. Bye. All right. Let's see if we can get Mama on now. Mama, are you with us? Yes, I was there before. I couldn't hear you. I was like, where's my mommy? That's because I'm calling on three different phones because I've been on here since 747. I'm weary. I, I, I got hung up the first time. I called back. Then I got pushed way to the back. I was I called at 747. So I'm totally weary. I'm just going to read this one by my son, Kelly, that's pulled up. And uh, then I'm going to just lay back. This is called What's Really Legal by Kelly Blam. And so since he never comes on and does anything for you, I'll just do it for him. Your brother, he's not... He's a poet That's that why I'm your favorite kid. Well, you're my favorite, but still, I'm weary. I'm getting old. I've been on here 15 years. I'm tired. I'm going to call it 747 and don't get on until 10.05. That's too long. Anyway, let me read this. You are my favorite, but um, some got to give. <laughs> it's really legal is the name of this poem. What's really legal, or is it just another way to utilize and compromise the so-called elite that consider themselves legal? I mean, if you kill at war for the USA, it's expected. If you kill in conflict, you're quick to become a convict or lethally injected. But you kill women and children, burning down entire buildings. I can't respect it. So once again, what's really legal? I guess it's legal to sell us microwave ovens all over the nation. But when you read the small tag on the side, it says, this product can give off deadly radiation. You know side effects, like on your prescribed medication. So once again, what's really legal? Throwing your youth in prison? Saying that their crime is unforgiven? For the nonviolent offenses, now this generation commits genocide. In effect, can't make babies behind. Sorry, I'm starting over this part. Um, so once again, what's really legal? Throwing our youth in prison? saying their crime is unforgiven for nonviolent offenses. Now genocide is in effect because you can't make babies behind wired offenses by Kelly Blair. Wow. So what is my brother up to? Why hasn't he got, why doesn't he call in anymore? I think he's he only ever called call in, in once, hasn't he? Yeah. I think once, once in 15 years. But he sends me these poems, but I can't keep up with his poems. He's got to start coming and doing his own stuff, you know, because I'm getting weary. And I'm trying to do my stuff, and then he wants me to uh, save and put his stuff up, and then he won't call in and do it. So, Do you have something yours, Mama, that you want to share? Do you have something um, handy? Yeah, I had something pulled up. It's been on a pull. Okay, let me do it. Um, I just find something here. 
I'll just tell tell you a funny story about my sister. That way I can laugh and not be feeling sad. It's really funny. She doesn't think it's funny, but I think it's funny. It's called Less Is Not More. My little sister has studied to be in a play in college. She practiced her part for months. The whole family got dressed and drove down to the Playhouse Square. Scrambling for a parking space, walked a few painstaking blocks in high heels. The family was getting antsy halfway through the play. No Rosalind. Squirming in our seats, daydreaming of all the better things we had to do. We just sat there. Finally, my superstar baby sister comes to the stage, and she says with all her might the words, Yes! Yes, it is! We waited. We waited for her to come back out and give us a performance. She never did. That was it. Till this day, I shake my head. Words, huh? Yeah, tell me about it. Less is not more. So who should I choke? The director or my baby sister? Because less definitely is not more. Whew. Poem. Story. Oh, I love it. I didn't even know you had a baby sister. I have an aunt. Yes, yeah, her name is Rosalind. How could, I know, how could I not know you had a baby sister? Because she gets on my nerves. Yeah, both of my sisters do. Well, are you even... nervous? <laughs> hey, like, do you like your journal? I love my journal. I haven't had time to do anything. I'm in a lot of pain now. Um, I can barely walk, Nyla. You have to call privately because mm. you can't just catch up on everything on the on the on the air. But uh, I love my okay. journal. What I'm thinking about call, doing, honey. what I think about doing is taking the poems and just like uh, pasting them in there because my handwriting is just so bad. I don't even want to mess up that beautiful journal with chicken scratch. And then, you know, when I leave the planet. Nobody will understand what the hell I'm saying. So that's what I plan on doing with it. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad you like it. I love it. I love everything you, you do like for it. me. I love everything well, I love you do you. for me. And, and I know, and it shows, because love is an action word. So even when I call and fuss, it's not because I'm not, I know that I don't think you love me. I know you love me because my love has been demonstrated by the way you treat me in real life, not on the program. So. <laughs> All right, Mommy Cakes, tell everyone how to find you. No, I don't even want them to find me. Look on Facebook, they'll find me. <laughs> I, I All right, you guys, my, great to, Mama Hunts on, find her. I, I, need, I need to read my bad, my, my mean poems, but I'm not going to read it. Okay, so. That was it for me. Do you want to read it? Love you, Nyla. No, I'm, I'm just you, teasing. I'm, go, I'm going to take it out on somebody else. I'm going somewhere else and read the mean poem to other people now. Because I can't be mean to you. You can read so. anything you want. 
I know, but I don't want to read my mean poem to you because you're, you're my sweetheart. I got to go take it out on somebody else. <laughs> so is there something else you want to read? No, not seriously. I'm, I just want to go read my mean poem to people. That's all. With a lot of cussing at it. Oh, I'm going to go read I want to hear your mean poem. Now, we're having problems with the lines, Mama. So I'm, I'm trying to get you to read another poem because I want to hear your mean poem because I'm having problems with the line and I've got all but five lines down. Tech support's on me again. So, yeah. Will you will you read your mean poem? I know you aren't cussing at me. No. Um, let me find my mean Or any poem. Any poem. No. I'm, I'm not only in the mood to read my mean poem that you want to hear. If you get the lines back up, call the next person. Um, because um, I'm trying to think of it. Where is it? It was right on here on the top. Okay. Okay. Here it is. It's called The Poem in My Head. And this is when I was on my way to do a, a live show, and the people got on my nerves so bad the way they were doing. It was Memorial Day. And these people were like, just acting like USA was the greatest thing since sliced bread, and they were playing all these loud, born in the USA, and God bless the USA on Memorial Day, and I was just getting upset. I was flipping people birds on the way to the thing, and just I was just being real mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it goes, so by the time I got to my destination, I really couldn't talk that well. I couldn't really talk, period. So it goes like this. It's called the poem in my head because I had a hard time getting it out of my head and out of my mouth. I said, I said something, not a word was uttered. Room quiet, I could hear a rat pee on butter. My lips were dry and chapped, mouth dry. I, I cursed like a face slap. Using only my eyes, the audience was staring strangely at me, waiting. Only the expressions of a mad woman were speaking. Puffs of smoke went twirling into the air, releasing my soul into the atmosphere on my angry thoughts and began to lash with my razor-sharp tongue. Okay. It's either you or me on the same wavelength or you'll keep being childish buffoons. I hope these words will surface soon. Got me spinning in dirt circles. I said something, but it was only with my eyes. You goons were blasting. God bless the USA on Memorial Day. Head bobbing, windows open, miscreants, please. Another sick fuck holding on to the nightmarish dream. It's been a long time since I spoke in sign language. So I flipped him a bird, the universal language. He understood. So I just stood there on the stage. I held the mic in my hand, looking around with dangerous eyes. The room was quiet. I was rubbing together my hand waiting to see if any other soul could understand why I was standing there being frustrated and confused that sometimes I remember 
and I dwell on past pains. I feel the hurt. I feel my grandmother, my daughter, who tried to change things, but I see dead Negroes being imitated, influencing the living. Grown-up children invited me to come play in their pigsty. Did not know these kind of people were still around. The sneak attack from some drunk punk about to get his eyeballs jabbed out. Every curse word I knew was spewed. Been so long since I had to wear that cloak. I'm a dangerous, mysterious, elevated metamorphosis who can revert when hurt back to from whence I came at will, but when not ready to be transformed into a beast. And some miscellaneous sapsucker takes me to the mud. I find myself in the middle of somewhere about to deliver a death blow. How I arrived there, I don't even know. I stay clear of these kind of kind of folks. Ignore the assholes. Stay clear of these types for years, but every now and then our paths would cross. Folks fucking with folks for no reason. But assholes comes in all colors, you know. Red, white, yellow, and brown. A colorful hue. I felt every bit of shame. Words of rage flared into flame. Has me acting strange. I'm blowing out fire and hot air. So I stand up on the stage full of rage. Good people waiting to hear my wisdom and wit. I get choked. I cannot spit. Room full of smoke. I'm angry, and I'm still smoking. I'm choking. I'm so fed up and sick of this foolish shit. Conscious minds and souls await to hear the me that bears the good. Yet when I'm out of my God mind, disrespect is never tolerated. I lose all dignity, can't maintain my morality, ignorantly, honestly, nature's way to protect me. When the occasion arises, my temper rises, loss of self, no self-control. When mad at self, this character surprises. I remember her. She is dangerous and capable. And when adrenaline kicks in, she loses her self-control. She's disabled. I've always been careful to keep her at bay. Writing poems has kept her away, but the crowd wanted to hear what I had to say. I feel hurt and pain. I feel defiled. I'm mad that I had to deal with this inner child. Now on stage with my mic in my hand, I can't speak, yet I feel there's no humanity dealing with all this insanity. I had something to say, but no words were uttered. The room was quiet. I could hear a rat pee on butter. I stand on the stage near the edge of rage. Good people waiting to hear my wisdom and wit, but I'm choking, reciting my rage to brainwashed gals and blokes, black folks, being duped, misled, sidetracked, Negroes who've been bitten and smitten from false religions more than thrice, from colonization, slavery, and the like. A moment of silence, please. Then I commence with my spill. 
they squinted their eyes as if to understand me better. Some mouths were open as that's how they grasped it. What do y'all want to hear? That I'm well? Well, I'm not well yet. And I'm so fed up and sick of this misconstrued shit. Misconstrued shit. Conscious minds and the welling souls of the dead awaited eagerly to hear what I had to say. As I finally did manage to spit, I said in a week, Hi, I'm Ola Deji, a harbinger for mankind's common good. And I think I need to keep coming back because just for the day, I wish a sap sucker would. Poem. Wow. Mama. I don't even know what to say. You, First of all, it's an incredible freaking poem, but you performed that like you're, you're on a Broadway stage somewhere. Thank you, my darling. That was really, really, really good. And I loved the line in there. Oh, my God, I love the line in there where you said something about it being so quiet you could hear a rat pee on butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were looking at me. Like... <laughs> and you know how some people squint? They squint up and they open their mouths because they can't believe what's going on. Like when you open your uh-huh. mouth and squint, that's going to make you understand things better. Like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. lips are open, you know, looking stupid. I mean, that was pissing me off, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I, I think that I would love you even more when you have days like that, you know, because I, that is not your normal nature. So I think no. being with you and experiencing that with you would be like just freaking awesome. I I, I know exactly where you're talking about because there's days where I wake up and it doesn't matter if I won a freaking lottery ticket and it was brought to me by by Keanu Reeves naked, it would not make it a good day. It would probably, I'd probably find some reason to be pissed off about that too, you know? Yeah, I understand. But we we I love days like that. (laughs) All you can do is laugh. You can laugh or murder, you know? Yeah, so we all know you're a sweetheart with a tiger, uh, and, you know, you can be a tiger, so we all know. I think everybody can, but just everybody can express it, you know, um, probably how they really feel because, you know, I think, you know, just sometimes you have to, you know, just some things just don't make any sense. A lot of things don't make sense, but we can't make sense out of nonsense, so we just write poems and cuss everybody out. <laughs> That is so true. Oh, Mama, I love you so much. Thank you, baby. I love you, too. All right. Let All me right. Vicky Aqua, go get find down. her, you guys. Okay. You go You go have fun. Find somewhere else to read your angry poem. Share it with well, everybody. Yeah, your brother, uh, he has his show on, and it's you. Well, it's on now. Okay. All right. Oh, and, cool. Uh, reading All through right. paper, yeah. All right. Come over and surprise us. Put, throw, throw me the link if you can, or have Carlos send me the link. Okay. 
Okay, I love you. Love you too, baby. Bye. All right. I still don't see Soldier Blue back yet. Okay, we have area code eight zero seven. Eight zero seven. You are on the air, Mister Robbie Baby. I think. Hello. I hope now now it's Robbie Baby. Yeah. Not Robbie Baby. Is it Robbie Baby? It's Robbie. (laughs) Yeah, Robbie Baby. Rob. Thank God. (laughs) That was the 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 poem that Mama just read was a. Uh, it really captured my attention. I enjoyed it because it was one of the best, probably the best example I heard of. Well, you asked me, you asked me to give me, sorry, you asked me to bring my thoughts, and you didn't like them. Okay, so well, what did you want from me? <laughs> you know, because we have those times <laughs> where they say, "Oh, come in, come in, we want to hear your thoughts," and then when it doesn't line up with everybody, they're like, "Oh, oh shit, oh well." How could you know? Oh, and I, when that kind of reminds thing happens, me of that. Reminds me of one of the prompts I gave out tonight. I don't know if you were here when I gave out the prompts, but number mm-hmm. eight was she's been quiet, lovely, and good until she opened her mouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, in a, I was just thinking in a very small way of I was, I was mentioning in chat earlier on where. <laughs> One, I, I, it's uncharacteristic of me, but one guy here at an old workplace, he said, uh, "Oh well, if you, if you, if I said what I was about to say, you wouldn't like me." And it just came out of my mouth. It just tumbled out. I said, "Well, you're assuming that I like you now." <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. He didn't. He did, he That's was, awesome. Yeah, he's one of those guys. He just, he just so blah that he just didn't pay attention to it, but. I was kind of surprised at myself when I when I said that, but yeah, I, I thought that was uh, I think that's the best work I've heard from Mama so far. So <clears throat> I was glad I, that I heard it. it. Hey, b- before you get started, let me do this real quick. Area code five one eight. I believe that's Karen. You're not in the lineup, honey. If you want to come on and read on the show, please press one, and that will let me know it's okay to unmute you. If you're just hanging out and listening, awesome. But if you want to read tonight, Karen five one eight. Press one for me, so I know it's okay to unmute you. All right, go ahead, Robbie. Yep. Uh, well, I just have. Uh, I was just looking at what to read. I think I'll read Order and Chaos because the, the, I found that, like, yeah, the, we have tonight. We've had poems that are more like we've had kind of both, uh, yeah, poems that are on like kind of both sides of that. <laughs> so in a way, so I think I'll read this. Uh, as you gaze out into the universe, looking entropy straight in the face, you may seek to restrain it, to defy it with order. And if you do, you may become a prisoner of your own desire, a desire to fix the state of entropy into a static state till no progress is made. <clears throat> and things like passion, love, and desire, they fade away into a long-forgotten dream. As you gaze out into that same universe, You may desire to seek out entropy, to undergo change for its own sake, to seek out conflict and strife, born of the desire to grow ever stronger, as you put your own life under evolution's dispassionate knife. You may start to see evolution and change change as a holy grail to be worshipped for its own sake, grown cold to the world's suffering and cruelty, as eventually you are blinded and 
self-delude yourself, asking your own individual, sorry, making your own individuality the only rule. In this universe, you must seek out the balance, the widest, sorry, the middle point between order and chaos, between peace and strife, the point of balance where progress is made without the horrors of endless suffering and pain. So remember, as you look out into the starways of infinity, to seek out the balance, to stand, for to stand between the order and chaos, you will find eternity. And that is order and chaos. And yeah, I just misspoke there a couple of times. Where I, I, <clears throat> my, my Windows forced an update, and I'm, I haven't gotten used to this new format. So, yeah. is that like Windows so, Eleven anyway. or something? Windows Eleven sucks ass. Just saying. <laughs> That's I, everyone keeps saying that. They said that about Windows yeah. Ten too, and Windows Nine and Eight and Seven. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I'll gripe if I want so, to. I don't like Windows 11. What's going on with your voice right now? Are you sick? Uh, I'm just getting over uh, the last bit of a cold. I I was like, I got I started to get a little sick around Tuesday, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I I felt like maybe a little bit fluish, but <clears throat> over just for one day. But that's all done now, and my yeah, my voice is just a little off. But I think by tomorrow. It'll probably be mostly back to normal. I mean, you sound good, and I can understand you just fine. But yeah, it's just a little. It's yeah, just, my voice sounds a little. Doesn't quite sound like you. That's when I said the area code, and I heard you talk. It's like, wait a minute, is this yeah. Robbie? <laughs> well, I, I think I, I kind of did myself in because I, I was drinking tea and uh, and the and but and I thought it would it would help, but it, it just dried out my throat because eh? it was like green tea. And green tea is kind of a dry tea, so I think it. I, I think I just, I just made it worse. So. You know, you got kind of that gravelly, sexy thing going on. So you should go record well, some poems. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or go sing some Marvin Gaye or something. You know. My darling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sounds like an idea. You gonna read a second one? Uh no, no, my uh my like you were pointing out my voice, uh my uh yeah, my throat's really dry, so my my voice my throat isn't up to it. <laughs> well let's do this then. Hang on a second. Walking together under a midday sun. Lazy clouds drift by, yawning across the brilliant blue horizon. They yawn wide open. Pitter patters of rain. They punctuate the stillness of the air as I feel wetness starting to permeate your perfumed hair. I look into your eyes, pools of shimmering light so deep, and I nearly go to sleep in that very moment, lost in the horizon of your soul that I see. When I see myself in your eyes looking back at me, Without any awareness of it, my hands, they drift as the clouds do, as they rove over your body and start to caress, undressing your soul with my eyes, as amongst the rainfall's timbrel sounds, you rove your hands over mine, peeling off every layer of my defenses, 
leaving me naked before your body's touch. Thunderous elements start to make themselves heard before us as the thunder that rumbles in the sky. It echoes the rising passions of our bodies as I take you to the trunk of a tree nearby, gasping as I thrust my way deeply but softly inside. The earth beneath us, its hard clay grows wet, echoing the features of what now resides in you, as revealed to both of us is the torrential passion that in us all this time did it reside. Our lips meet in passionate embrace, grown ever wetter with the kiss of rainfall that splashes upon mine with your face. In the pace of my rhythmic entrance, it increases in tempo, as does the torrential rain that surrounds us. And in the same moment, the sky's final rumbling of thunder meets your orgasmic gasp. In those punctuations of rain, they start to tame themselves as we lay before each other now, naked for all to see. I shall never forget that day when the timbral elements of my rapidly beating heart had met the basso bravado of your warrior woman's heart. And amongst the thunderous applause of the skies themselves, our elemental energies mixed together, and we made love in the fields for all to see amongst the punctuations of torrential rains sea. wishing for something beyond. As I look up, standing under the star-studded veil of inky nighttime sky, abyss of wonderment beyond wonders, my third eye draws wide open. As I wish for something, wishing for something beyond. I wish for something beyond all of this, a something ineffable and inconceivable, yet something that has become the closest thing to my now wide open heart, an ineffable something that has always been a part of me, an essence of mysterious something that, as much as it was always with me, just as much now it will never depart. I wish for stars beyond stars, some sort of phantasm of mysterious light, as fractal geometries rearrange themselves, illuminating in mysterious modes of sight, the darkness of sky's eternal night. I wish for constellations beyond what I see, constellations no longer fractured by life's woes, but whole and unbroken in their schemata, healed with words of power spoken in their shape. I wish for planetoids beyond measure, swarms of nascent potentiality, swarmed in arrays heretofore unseen, a small measure of God's glorious galactic dream. I wish for something beyond all these things, something unknown but utterly knowable, as noble gases in space catalyze themselves, enriching the space around them to flare to life in colors of light before unseen, so that the meaning of the cosmos over eons without measure they may be gleaned. I yearn for the impossible yet probable, 
the edge of existence that promises eternity in one breath, a moment stretched out forever in time, where every action and every moment, it grows infinite in its scope and depth, a promise of life beyond death with every breath. All of this blossoms in my visions of my third eye, matriculated by the pantheon of deities in my now infinite mind, and I cry out to the universe with a silent plea. I wish for something, something beyond all of this. Um, uh, Gary wanted to sing uh, back to the barrooms for um, uh, Robbie's birthday. Now it's back to the barroom, right back to drinking again. Maybe someday you'll love me enough to stay with me. And whiskey won't be my best friend But now it's back to the barrooms again The bartender knows me, he knows how to do me And he knows why I'm back here again He should be given a prize for his patience Bartenders do understand, so it's back to the barrooms again. With the loud music roaring, the bartender pouring, and my shaky legs trying to stand. It's over and over, I tried to stay sober. But look what a failure I've been Now it's back to the barrooms again The bartender knows me, he knows how to do me And he knows why I'm back here again He should be given a prize for his patience Cause bartenders do understand back to the barrooms again, oh yes, it's back to the barrooms again, okie doke. <laughs> happy birthday, punk, happy birthday, punk, happy birthday to you, oh yeah, happy birthday to you, hip a hip a hippo Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Robbie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so I was just I was just letting uh Noreen know that you just that you were playing it, so I had to like unmute like super super quick. <laughs> I didn't want you to hear my clacking. <clears throat> Wasn't that awesome? Oh yeah, yeah. I, it's the uh, part of my tradition has become to like uh, like well hearing that song is kind of part of the tradition because it's usually played. But then like I was just mentioning in the chat, there's a song called Nirvana Gold uh, that. Uh, 
a poet, uh, sorry, a musician friend had sent to me when she learned that my dad had just passed uh, like a couple years ago, and mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> so I always play that uh, on my birthday. Like I'm, I'm gonna get it queued up and play it at midnight, and so I always play that and uh, and uh, think of my dad when I uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So you ready? Yeah. <clears throat> Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear sweet Robbie baby. Happy birthday to you. Mwah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome, my friend. So, surprised that I remembered? No, no, I know you remember. <laughs> <laughs> I am not as bad as when I was younger, but it's like, you know, I'm one of those people that I'm a little awful for it sometimes. It's like, oh, hey, it's my birthday today. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> no, I, I'm not I didn't as, even get know, me anything. Said, not... How am I going to explain that to myself? <laughs> <laughs> All right, honey. Do me a favor and tell everybody how they can come find you. You guys thought I was joking about the pudding? Can you hear my... I absolutely was not joking about eating pudding on the show. <laughs> but it's all gone. That's the saddest sound in the world. <clears throat> well, I can be found at uh, Robbie's Multimedia Poetry at uh, Facebook.com. And ugh, I'm going to have to go in there again and uh, edit my links in there. It's all it's, it's a pain in the ass now. It's always Everything's always changing. Like, everything's always changing. You couldn't get me off. I thought I heard a back, uh, feedback there for a sec. Uh, you couldn't get me off of uh, Twitter fast enough. And so I'm not there anymore, and uh, things are it's always changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm All still right, trying to sweetheart. Get, trying to get you have... sense, <laughs> What's that? Sorry, I, I, was just gonna, I was just saying I'm still trying to find a good photography site, like, uh, Nat Geo is co-opted by Instagram now, and Canadian Geographic doesn't have any interaction. And so many uh, photography sites are—they ask you for uh, to pay for a membership. So, but mm-hmm. I continue on the quest to find somewhere that's uh, better for photography. So, yeah. Get a Fine Arts uh, Fine Art American account. I mean, Fine Arts America account, and post some of your photos that you really, really like on there. I just have to pump that one up more because I, I am on there, but I haven't posted anything in a long time. So I sell a couple photographs a month off of there, and I posted them ten years ago. I still I oh, still wow. get a couple sales every month from that. It's a pretty cool site. All right, baby, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, schedule schedule if the schedule allows it. I never know what my schedule is from week to week. Although I tend to be getting uh, Fridays to Sunday like. The weekend's off these days, so. That's cool. Well, put on something pretty tomorrow and eat cake, okay? I will. All right. I love you, honey. Love you, too. <laughs> Bye-bye, hon. Okay. I am going to play a piece really quick by Eddie Oliver, and it is called Angel. Here you go. Thank you. 
Okay, so it looks like we are still having issues with our lines. I'm going to go ahead and close out the show for the night. I want to thank everyone for being here and for listening and for reading. It's been an amazing night. We will see you next week. I'm going to close out the show with one more audio recording, and this one is uh, a poem by Krista Jopek, and it's read by Michael Todd. Have a safe week, everybody. Have fun. Do your homework, and we will see you next Thursday. Good night. Death, Poetry, and Freddie Mercury by Christian Chopek. I'd like to return this exquisite bouquet I purchased here a bit over a week ago. As you can see for yourself, all the chartreuse orchids and fuchsia oriental lilies are dead. Here is my crumpled receipt. Sorry about that. The return for my purchase will have to be applied to this debit card since the one you charged just eight days ago has since been compromised. Yeah, that was a pain, but the bank teller was so very patient and kind. I'd also appreciate a return for my son's glow-in-the-dark goldfish, Wally. He did, too. Yeah, that's how my son announced it yesterday at 6 a.m. In case you were wondering, we named him after Wallace Stevens. We especially love and read at night 13 Ways of Looking at a Blackbird and the Snowman. Oh, I can see you're not charmed. Let's move on. Actually, let's be quiet for a moment. Well, I mean, me and not you, since you haven't acknowledged my presence yet. Can you hear the foghorn blaring from the coast of Rhode Island over the Long Island Sound? I always wanted to live on an island, in fact, but... One without any bridges for car travel in and out. That seems like cheating the inhabitants out of a true island living experience. But I digress. Maybe you could turn down the volume on the elevator music and pay attention to the foghorn. A ship might be dying and all the fisher people on board. I'm not sure why you don't why you seem so perplexed. It seems I've ruffled some feathers underneath your expensive cashmere sweater somewhere that can't be perceived with the naked human eye. Aren't you going to do something? While we're at it, whatever it, this is, I'd like to return this highlighter yellow tiny bird. It bit the dust at 3 a.m. this morning to reference the 1980 Queen song. Do you know it? Shall I play it for you? I have it right here on my YouTube playlist. Ironically, it might make you smile. Freddie Mercury's dead, too. His birth name was Farrakh Bulsara, by the way. Most people don't know that he was born in Zanzibar. Now, that's a place you don't often hear, or really even hear about at all. I mean, it sounds like a made-up fairy tale, ancient mythological city. No? That's how Zanzibar could market itself for more tourist enthusiasm, as well as a guiding Freddie Mercury tour bus to his grave, perhaps. Come to think of it, I don't know where he's buried. Let's see. I have a Wikipedia app on my phone. Oh, he was cremated. But it doesn't say where his ashes are. Let's ask Google. I don't want to be cremated, by the way. Do you? I worry days for Jesus to rise from the dead, I might feel the fire singeing my flesh and bones. Is that silly? Superstitious? Ignorant? Playing it safe? I'll read to you about Freddie Mercury's ashes because I have to say you're not cutting me off so possibly. You may have some interest in our topic in hand. 
or you're bored here in your empty shop or too lazy or afraid of me to interject, you can search me. I'm not hoarding any guns or kitchen knives. For two years after his tragic death, Mary, that's his ex-girlfriend, who stayed his closest friend, kept Freddie's ashes in his bedroom. Ever since the rumors, British spelling, he's Persian English. As to where Freddie's final resting place is, circulated. That's a bad sentence grammatically. Blah, blah, blah. Some people believe he was returned to Zanzibar, while others claim his ashes are buried under a cherry tree in the garden of his London home. Hmm, that's interesting. I'll now finish off this riveting to me subject. He was a world renowned for his four octave vocal range, and he died in 1991 from complications of AIDS. Remember those days of the 80s and 90s when everyone was extra homophobic and suddenly concerned about the sexual history of potential sexual partners? I wonder if there are statistics on the increase of monogamy during those two decades. Now we have COVID-19, obviously, and can't even breathe on a stranger, let alone have sex. Ah, a reaction. Your left eyebrow moved up. You're not a robot after all. I dare say you're a human. I'm surprised because beneath your black COVID prevention mask, you're donning a flesh-covered ceramic mask, a grand facade that makes you seem more composed than you are internally, but bravo. Your coping as this complex conundrum continues to unfold into the day we're in. Now, back to the subject of death, which brings me here. I'm not sure if you have any children of your own, sir, but did you know that at the age of three, some children start the process of comprehending death? After they learn the word and attach meaning to it, they will appoint a puddle with a frog lying up its belly and say, dead mommy dead as if they just want a prize and then the awkward and unanswerable questions follow mommy when will you die when will i die does god die well i'm here and i'm thinking about it i might as well return my degenerating body you know well you don't but it's just linguistic filler to punctuate the other more important words i mean specifically the degenerating muscles in my neck and back and in my small joints, hands and knees. Larger ones, back and hips, too. But the medication promises to help only the small joints. I guess you could say I'm atrophying. I jotted this note down yesterday when I woke up. Dear doctor, I'm just too busy dying all the time, and I have so much to do. Here is my highly organized to-do list for today. See? Can't you do something or write a referral to a different specialist who can? But you and I, here and now, we're essentially having a one-way conversation about entropy, don't you think? I'm not sure if you can read me or not, probably the latter, so I will tell you I'm very nervous and will step out into the cold to clear my head, smoke a cigarette, but first... Do you know the part in T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, published in 1922, by the way, the lines that go, My nerves are bad tonight. Yes, bad. Stay with me. Speak to me. Why do you never speak? Speak. What are you thinking of? What thinking? What? I never know what you're thinking. Think. Well, that was fun, but you're not finding any humor in all this. 
I have a dog, T.S. Elliot, but I can see with your slipping ceramic disc, not the COVID one, that you don't care. Yeah, I'm stepping onto the ice outside your shop's doorway. You really should put some of that clumped ice that eats away at the ice down. You need quite a lot for the ice skating rink parking lot situation you've got going on. If you must know, I'm going out to have a cigarette. You're the second person to know about my closet stress of smoking. I refuse to stress eat anymore. See, my favorite winter coat won't button at my protruding stomach. Sure, I can move one button over, but I'm going to get thinner. Just wait. While I'm out in front, I hope you'll follow the proper more protocols for refunding me the cost of the orchids and lilies, my son's goldfish and the yellow bird, and my malfunctioning body. Please don't think that you need to call my manager because I'm well aware that you own this enchanting store. And don't worry. Well, you don't seem to be worried about anything. I don't waste my brain energy on Yelp reviews. But my second or third thought, maybe I should. I'm really not threatening you. So I'll leave you to it so you can focus on all. I've enjoyed this soliloquy immensely. I hope you tell all your friends about the crazy poet who came to your store today and wouldn't stop talking about death, poetry, and Freddie Mercury. It's not that I'm lonely or anything. Really, it's just hoping to volley some ideas a bit, you know, warm up on my instrument, play some scales. Good day, sir. In case I don't return for my return, I won't forget. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.